0: on Bad Radio.
1: Get on the bus here. Move it. Get up there. Kyle, one, two, five, seven. Move it or lose it. Get on the bus. Hi, Miss Vaughn. Nice to see you.
2: That Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ice i know from experience dude you know what i mean no you don't well not me
3: personally but a guy i know him and her got it on
4: (laughs) (laughs) no they didn't
3: no 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 they didn't but you can imagine what it'd be like if they did right
4: huh huh
3: Everybody on? Good, great, grand, wonderful. No yelling on the bus.
2: Don't forget that Donovan has seen a marriage proposal at a funeral. Oh,
3: my God, yeah. I forgot about that. That's true? Yes. At her grandmother's funeral, the dude proposed, and she said, yeah, with no ring or anything. Wow. I've seen it all.
0: And then this from Joe Lecce. He went and gre- got the grandma's ring, and s- <laughs> who says oh, before they go? Hang on, hang on a second. Thank you. Check this out, <laughs> <up>, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
4: It fits. <laughs>
0: hey. like he saw it. But this would be a great idea. I want he to walks pay up a like thing. he's really hugging. I'm going
4: to miss you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got your legs up,
4: right? <laughs> Why did he put his like
2: finger in his somebody's,
0: mouth? Somebody's holding him around his waist. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he has both feet. <laughs> Damn, this thing, Come on. Rod, what were you going to ask me?
5: Oh, right. I was going to ask you who you think would win in a fight between a grilled cheese sandwich and a taco.
6: Is that really what you're going to ask? Yes. Um. Grilled cheese, but only in a fair fight. If it's
0: prison rules, I'd take the taco.
2: Wow. That's pretty racist, but
0: correct. On this day in 2000, an Alaska Airlines jet plummeted into the Pacific Ocean, killing all 88 people aboard, Corby. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Bob. Sorry, yeah, I didn't Bob. know he was doing that. You know, ever since got you guys...
2: Got anything
7: on Flight 191 still?
2: Ever since you guys sat down, it smells like Up Dog in here. What? It smells like Up Dog in here. What's Up Dog? Not much.
8: <laughs> Woo! Damn, run, are Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, he's not kidding. <laughs> are you freaking kidding
0: me? <laughs> he's so happy right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's such a genius. The doing
2: that earlier <laughs> winner of super and bowl i guess 40. you are because i'm laughing <laughs> <laughs> the winner of super bowl 40 <laughs> me god what?
7: You're, there.
8: You're the
2: there. worst Boy, mark
4: that joke i have ever heard
2: mr madison
8: what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have
2: ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. On this day, I will get arrested for solicitation of a prostitute.
5: Right about now, Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket presents The Bob and Dan Weekly Wrap-Up Podcast. Podcast. This week. All right, all right, all right. Black Cat on the Field and Regonk.com. Also, Jake Z, hashtag He's on Mino, Julie Dabs, RIP TK Fleming, and RIP Donnie Dew. And now, two guys who are super stoked for flannel season it's Bob Sturm and Dan McDowell. Oh! Shut it down! Let's go home! So grown,
2: so huge. Get out of here. Of control awesome, here, Bill. I don't want
4: audio. Football,
2: football, football. Isn't football great? Man, I love yeah, football wow. so much. You
3: want the ultimate? You gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. Is this it?
4: Is this it? Get out! Oh.
7: idea what to do right now.
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah, 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 Greetings and salutations, P1s, and welcome again to another episode of the Bad Radio Weekly Wrap up Podcast, covering the week of November 9th. On this week's podcast we have the Crow Line. We also talk some Dallas Cowboys. We have some Black Cat Audio. We have the Joel Clatt Show. Bad radio talks with Mark Cuban. They also have the Tyler Sagan show we have Homework Call of the Week 2019, Matthew McConaughey got an Instagram, so they talk about that, we have Picks with Friends, and Ragonk 25th Anniversary. We start things off with the Crow Line. Start of message. Hey,
8: happy birthday Matthew McConaughey, to support the Cowboys and you on your birthday, I'd like to quote one of your most famous lines from one of your most
4: famous movies.
8: Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> One pass, one interception. Really?
7: Well, this is just f***ing great. F***ing damn beaver boy calls the interception play on the first f***ing play of the game.
6: <laughs> the first f***ing damn play. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
9: okay, here we are. It's game time. I was able to pick up a couple of Popeye's chicken sandwiches and got the extra sides like Jake suggests. And what happens? Dak throws a f***ing interception on in the first play. Way to start the night. And you, Jake.
8: Watch how smooth and in control of the offense Dak Prescott is. Pause. 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 Snap. Pick. Yes, smooth and in control. Did y'all know that a guy with the name Joe Thomas
9: could be black? The Mr. Rogers commercial starts. I'm calling here to say that, Jake, you don't look like Ashton Kutcher. You look like Flynn
10: from Breaking Bad. And it's your fault that your parents divorced.
9: This Thanksgiving, when y'all go see the feel-good Mr. Rogers movie, try not to forget
1: that uh, Tom Hanks visited P.O. Island. I need the Cowboys to
11: start playing with the same level of confidence that Matt Birmingham has when he doesn't play Bob's Drops.
10: White people love Dak Prescott, because he makes Bryant Gumbel look like Malcolm X.
9: 281-330-8004, Dan Jones who?
3: Well, at least the one-handed miraculous giant catch against the Cowboys is over with thanks a lot, Jay.
12: Is there such thing as the gay electroshock conversion therapy for being a Cowboys fan? If so, I'm about to take my d- in the electrical outlet. Man, I hate this team, but I love this team. Hey,
5: okay, let's go take
8: a bath. Second turnover of the half. This is some sloppy shit. Almost as sloppy as Hope Solo's Big Montana
9: can I get whoever did Epstein to come here and choke me to death so I don't have to watch his team again?
3: Sorry I ruined your Black Panther party.
9: What in the f*** is a black cat doing on the field?
12: Just a cat incident to make Norm five key plays.
13: Hey Jake, did you notice that there is another on the field for one? Garrett. That cat was lucky this game's not being played in four words, am I right?
9: Well, it's the second quarter and there's some giant black on the field. I ain't talking about the f***ing cat. Black
8: cat? White bitch. Did Coach Garrett have that black cat somewhere tucked underneath his tool belt and let it go on the field to cause a distraction? That sneaky red-headed bastard. The cat heard that the Salmon sisters
6: were going to be back.
13: I just retraced the black cat's path on the field, and he spelled out Epstein didn't kill himself.
12: Uh, yeah, for the first time ever, I'm really worried about Roosevelt's job. Uh, He clearly didn't understand Jerry when he said, get him some black
8: That's all the f***ing Giants needed was a black cat to be running around the g*** damn field. Start uh, E-Line for the second
1: here. Bye.
2: Was anyone else watching the black cat run around the
1: field thinking, Oh my God, Satan has taken the form of a cat and he's leaving Jerry's
10: suite after making another deal with him. I'm surprised he didn't start laughing maniacally and
1: disappear in a puff of smoke. The, The cat, not Jerry.
4: So
8: all it took is running some black pee out there to wake the Cowboys up. Who knew? What a cat! Catastrophe! fetus game is so far. Am I right? Or am I right? Or am I right? Or am I right? Or, 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 or.
11: You know,
10: it was pretty irresponsible of ESPN to show that cat running on the field because it's just going to encourage more cats to do it in the future.
8: Hey, you know, so the question that no one is asking to all of this is, Will the cat stand or kneel for the anthem?
1: Michael Bennett, he can't stay on sides? Did we sign him for this? Or did we sign him to burn the flag in the locker room? Well, he may
9: be a communist flag burning Bernie Sanders, loving non shoulder pad wearing human, but Michael Bennett can play some football.
8: Michael Bennett just got another sack, but he burned that American
1: flag. I don't know what to feel right now.
10: Looks like we're burning a flag in the locker
8: room tonight, boys. Woo! Go Cowboys.
1: They said an up back went low on that play. What's up back? Hey guys. It's me, Blake Jorwin. Did you guys see me catch that touchdown? See, what happened is I went out to the right side, and then the quarterback, he threw it, and then I put my hands around it, like the ball when it got there. Then I squeezed it, and I, like, catched it. And then I turned up the field, and then I put that ball high and tight up on my chest. And then I just kept on running until I got into the touchdown place. And then that was pretty fun, man.
5: They just had a close-up of Red Ball on the sideline trying to speak to an official. He looked just like the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz when he got a heart.
9: Five seconds left in the first half, and the Cowboys are down by two. And oh my god, is that
3: Maher's music?
8: Maher pulls in, pulls out. Maher all the way
1: in. Halftime
8: with the lead,
4: bitches. Maher, talking about Maher. Maher.
8: Breaking news, halftime show Adam Schefter standing on tippy-toes
9: to look as tall as the rest. Don't let this game or Booger McFarlane's weird-ass fingers detract from
10: the
8: fact that Dan only showers with shampoo, doesn't sleep with sheets, and microwaves fish
9: in the workplace. Fumbler, he's a Fumbler. Danny Dimes is a Fumbler. Fumbler, he's a Fumbler. Danny Dimes is a Fumbler.
8: Tawny? What the hell is Tawny?
11: Oh, and Epstein didn't kill himself.
8: Oh woozy aye? There's mustard all over the lettuce. <laughs> lee,
9: lee, 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 lee. We're talking
4: f
8: Guess who just led the cowboys in tackles. Lee lee,
4: lee, lee. Lee,
3: lee, 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 lee.
8: This is Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Now, you may think it's a big whip whenever you have to hear about Gene Jones' art. Well, we have a solution to help make you appreciate it more. It's called the Empire State Accordion. Not only is it stranger and dumber, it's absolutely pointless. For more on your health, this is Dr. Sanjay Gupta.
9: Why was I wishing that the fifth Al-Qaeda plane would have crashed into the Empire State Building on the New York... Freak girl was playing. Is it just me, or did the ESPN film mics pick up more? So many motherfuckers and dams, bullshits. Hadn't heard and blueberries, though. Yeah, I'm a Bernie bro, but this Hernandez dude makes me want to build a wall.
8: Jordan Lewis
14: f-ed
5: up the under at 49. Mm, I don't know what the... I guess I'm happy.
7: God. Say what you will about Booger, but he just nailed an aggressi- an, aggressive- an aggressiveness. He just crushed it out of the park. I mean, his name is Booger.
8: Well, Dan, when they're playing a football game and they're showing it on television, they have people that describe what's going on, and this is called the broadcast team. Within that broadcast team, there is often one person that talks and talks and talks, but never actually says a f***ing thing. That's a booger.
9: Are they paying Booger McFarlane by the
8: f***ing words? He's the best running back in football, and he's the highest paid in the NFL and deserves to be. This team is built around his physicality and the gewissiveness,
1: the gewissiveness. How about Boog the prognosticator whiffing nearly every forecast? I mean, to his credit, I don't think he's a thin-skinned Twitter winger like Delkis. But man, he's worse at predicting outcomes than Spalding Kemp. I mean, uh,
7: Chappy.
8: Did Booger just say exacerbated?
10: <laughs> I was thinking about watching the fourth quarter, but then I decided to go
1: to my room and exacerbate. My mom called me. I didn't
9: stop. End of
2: message. We refuse to make a cheap royalty joke in this promo for NFL insider Peter King. Holding court Thursday mornings at 6.55 with the Musers. Uh, wait, our bad. Brought to you by Smith Thompson Home Security, Markham Fine Jewelers, and Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Tick. What a masterpiece.
0: Wow. Just wow. I liked all of it. Just wow. We didn't mention Michael Bennett's tiny shoulder pads, though. We did not. We'll have time. Nor
2: what he did to that flag (laughs) in the locker room. Really underrated that that ever happened on the ticket. (laughs) I don't know what to say, really.
0: Yeah, you were there. You saw it live. That was just
14: a
2: normal Sunday morning episode no that was filling oh it was
14: yeah because i think it might even have been right before the cowboys seahawks 13 12 game where i almost jumped out of uh, the stadium the game we know is
2: jake's game
14: yeah we were filling in that morning
2: oh dear amazing well played everybody
5: bad radio has some cowboys talk
0: I always like to, after a big cowboy win, go to the Ticket.com's contest page and register to win round-trip transportation to Houston or Austin on Corby's favorite mode of transportation, a Von Lane luxury motor coach, where you will arrive minutes before departure, get assigned seats with tons of legroom, a huge list of complimentary amenities, and get convenient arrival right in downtown Austin or Houston. But that's me. Well, there you go. A little Monday Night Football. Little uh, Jake, one hour' sleep day. It's a bad a, beat. Bad beat Tuesday. You had a bad beat last night. <laughs> if you took the under, Under? Under. What's bad? OK. If you took the over, it was the greatest final play in your life because the final play is a uh, defensive touchdown that nobody really needed. It didn't matter at all. Uh, Cowboys had already covered. If that was in your head, I guess if it was a final play touchdown for the Giants, the Cowboys wouldn't have covered.
2: There's no feeling of desperation like hoping Jordan Lewis just falls down or steps out of bounds by accident (laughs) or just something.
0: So if there's a reason to uh, still be watching as the Cowboys (laughs) put the dagger uh, to Amari with that 45-yard touchdown probably, right, with 7.56 left.
2: It's this week's version of gambling is stupid. You shouldn't do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, unless you took the over, then you really should do it because look how easy this is. Um, you know, and it wasn't easy or anything, but a convincing win. I saw you put out that stat again on Twitter that, uh, we've been following throughout the year. The, uh, tell me what it is. It's, it's a 30 points or more, 30
2: points or more, 400, uh, yards or more and a double-digit victory. So that sounds arbitrary. It sounds like a made-up stat, and I guess it is. But 30 points is kind of the benchmark for you had a really big offensive day, maybe 28, maybe 31. I don't know where the number would be for you. But if I said how many points before you're just like, oh, A, you got an A offensively, I would think for most people it's around that 30-point mark. Uh, that would probably be top three in scoring for the season, right, Jake? Uh, so, so thirty points, solid. Four hundred yards has always been the benchmark for a successful offensive day in the National Football League. Uh, clearly, Mike Leach has laughed at that over the years. But, uh, but, but overall, if you're getting a hundred yards a quarter against NFL defenses, that's thought of as a great success. And then double-digit wins are double-digit wins. And so, this was the fifth of those types of wins this season so each and every win that the Cowboys have in 2019 has been what you might call a knockout 30 400 10 point win or more and so a total of five this season and I started wondering a couple weeks ago a couple knockouts ago what's the Cowboys all-time record for knockouts in a season and the answer is five like they now have it. They have tied the all-time record. When was that? The 2007 Cowboys, the dream 13-3 season, and the 1983 Cowboys, uh, which did they lose the NFC title game that year? I'm trying to remember offhand. Man, I, I don't think so. I don't think they went to the title game that year. But regardless, uh, those are the only two Cowboy teams ever to get to five, and the Cowboys are at five through, you know, Week, week eight, or game eight, right? And so I, my overall theme from last night, and if you've listened to this show any amount of time, you know that uh, I don't believe in looking a gift horse in the mouth. I, I don't believe that there are such things as bad wins in the National Football League, at least when you're playing a divisional team on the road. Or really any road game. I just don't, you know, Sunday, do you know how many road teams won on Sunday? The answer is zero. Unless you want to use the technicality of Houston winning in London. Every home team won on Sunday. Which has been
0: not the case this year. That's though.
2: right. That's right. But historically, you know, winning on the road is very difficult yeah. in the NFL. It's it's a, like a 40% proposition. And so when you win a game on the road, uh, you should feel good. Now if you win a game on the road like Tiger Woods in the early days and you say, well, we won, but that was my C game, uh, fine. Only good teams can win with their C game on the road in the NFL, so I'll take that as well. There was a lot to not like last night, but I just can't believe the – and I assume the post game show is a lot like Twitter and the comments section, but I guess I would have to ask the guy – who's asleep-deprived because of the post-game show, but just the overall attitude of Cowboy Wins for as long as we've been doing the show, basically since the famine of no Super Bowls, is basically there are losses, there are wins that we're mad about, and a couple times a year there are wins that we're okay with. But only like two or three times a year, and I just don't think that's a fun way to go through my sports consumerism. I don't find any joy in just being happy two or three times a year. So I thought last night was a very fine, solid road win that uh, you can be happy about. And there's plenty to clean up, but no apologies for road divisional wins, my friend.
0: Yeah, and it felt like a rivalry game because the fighting after the whistle type thing was all over the place. And, you know, it it was fun. They don't like you. It was fun. You don't like them. They got their new Eli and... It's fun punking him and
2: he's a turnover machine isn't he?
0: Uh yeah, he is. He's uh he's aggressive. He's he, uh <laughs> There were
2: so many self-inflicted crimes last night. There were so many dumb personal fouls, there were so many, you know, uh, obviously two giveaways, one on the very first play of the game which is which is certainly not ideal. A couple missed deep balls that you might wish you could have, but in the end here you are again with another double digit win with an extremely productive offensive effort, and I would say to you, uh, oh, I forgot five sacks, several takeaways, um, a defensive score if you uh if you took the over, all these things uh, you know I would I just... say
0: the reason not to apologize is that you remember the Jets game? Of course, you know what I mean, So these things can turn, bad things can happen, even against bad teams so Take the win. Be pretty happy. Absolutely. Move on. Look forward. Uh, Yeah, I thought, well, let's start with the defense next. Let's uh, get on time here and uh, just keep a Cowboy Monday on a Tuesday rolling as uh, we'll look at the addition of Michael Bennett and uh, just keep basking in the glow of this Cowboy win next. All right, all right, all right. Cowboys win. 37-18. 37-18. to 18. They hit the over. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think there's lots of good to talk about today. I think, uh, well, I thought this, I was thinking this right before Sean Lee blew up Saquon on that screen for like a seven-yard loss or so yep. near the end. Right. Uh, after the dagger perhaps had already been put in there. But, you know, you still had a, all right. You had Trey saying, all right, they they could come back.
4: All right.
0: But uh, you didn't think they would. But I thought Sean Lee was kind of balling out. He looked great. Seemed like he was all over the place. No, I mean, the idea of not having Vander
2: Esch, your most athletic linebacker, for Saquon, seemed like a really, really big pregame situation that could develop over the course of time. And to the credit of all involved wasn't really a story.
14: Do you remember what used to happen when you didn't have your most athletic linebacker and you had to play someone like Saquon and you didn't have a Sean Lee behind Sean Lee?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They have incredible depth this year at a lot of spots, and that's why the expectation level here is really high. Seems Um, like
0: that's what football's all about, huh?
2: It kind of does, doesn't uh, it? it, Like, it it actually is a team game. Maybe don't put your entire cap into seven guys. Uh,
0: Well, uh, they may have done that, but, you know, that'll... That'll come home at some point, but just like uh, no, but adding, value... adding Michael Bennett to the mix. Yes, it's the value. You're adding of... another guy now. Did he have four sacks himself? No, but it's the value of is, having is the a,
2: reason a developing Blake Jarwin and a Jason Witten, uh, where we can uh, actually debate. Man, should this guy be playing more? You know, than this Tess,
0: guy? I call him old reliable. I call him old. Oh, sorry. We'll get to audio later. Okay. I mean, if you have some voices, we get it. We get it. You worked with him in the booth.
2: <laughs> I I honestly, and and I suppose I'm in the bag for Jason Witten so and Sean Lee. You're the guy who uh, calls him over reliable. I, huh, okay, cool. I, I mean, I, I think there's really va- real value in that. I I also see that nobody wants Jason Witten playing as much as he does uh, because they think Blake Jarwin can break many more of those plays. And maybe he can. He looked great there. But the, the, the overall it's point. It's a mix, man. Yes. You, you the know? overall point is they each can do things better than the other uh one just about comes up with every third down that you need even if it annoys you that they're only throwing at six yards on third and five but that's moving the chains; that's keeping the drive alive and he's incredibly money on those plays and he continues to prove it regardless of quarterback or situation or defense and that has real value but you have options. You have options at linebacker. You have options at defensive line. You have Jordan Lewis if Anthony Brown is not uh, to your liking. you I mean, you have a lot of options, and that's why the bar is very high for this team this year, and people want to see them take care of this window because Byron Jones is a free agent coming up. Amari Cooper is a free agent coming up. Malik Collins is. And, you know, maybe you keep as many as possible, but uh, you lose some of that depth next year, so maybe – before you pay your quarterback this is that one year where you actually have a window where you could make a reasonable argument your roster is as good as any team in football right now you just may you know maybe you don't have the top 3 players everyone has you know maybe i don't know it's it's a weird thing to to calculate but to, there's there's a lot of quality and so you know there are many many nights where Certain guys can take the back seat. Like, what did Robert Quinn do last night other than a personal foul? You know, what did he do? Well, other other games, he's been your best defensive lineman. This was Lawrence. He could also be drawing a lot of attention. Absolutely. This you know? was Lawrence's big night. This was Bennett's big night. Ben, Michael Bennett was awesome in his first game. I don't know if anybody could have expected more out of him. And he stood for the anthem, Jake, for the entire game. And for the first time since 2016, it was reported. Oh, really? I guess. I didn't see that. He didn't stay in the locker room. Jerry got
0: to. I also didn't care. No, I didn't care at all. Uh, but, yeah, I guess it's something to, to look at. You know, maybe the and,
2: – and this probably didn't have a ton to do with last night's win, but I just think it should be said on the radio at a reasonable amount of volume, and then maybe, maybe you'll have a reaction, maybe you won't. I can't get over how – and I think this is John Kitna – and Kellen Moore. I don't know who gets the credit and I don't even know how you would coach this other than super obvious things. But their sack rate. Like if you if you took like a sack rate, so so Measuring raw sacks is a bad idea because some teams pass it 20 times a game. Some teams pass it 50 times a game. If you're ahead, you pass uh, less. If you're behind, you pass more. So just counting sacks is a really bad way to calculate pass rush. In fact, using using sacks at all is not great compared to pressures and hits and things like that, but let's let's keep it to sacks. The best way to measure sacks is sack rate. For instance, Dan, how many pass plays – does it take for you to get a sack or to allow a sack? That's a that's a reasonable measurement that tries to normalize things. And the Cowboys last year had their highest sack rate in decades. Like it was really, really bad. Now the we, offense. Yes, the Cowboys offense was sacked. I want to say, was it 56 or 58? It was the second most in the NFL behind Houston, by the way, who's also uh, really done some improvement. But nobody could figure out. Who that was on, obviously, if you thought Dak sucked, you said it's on Dak. If you think uh, the offensive line's over, you know everyone has their reasons. And by the way, in 56 sacks, some are this and some are that. None of them, it's, it's never going to be the same reason 56 times. Anyway, it was the worst sack rate in decades. This year, it's the best sack rate in decades. I don't get it. Like, they went from 10% of their pass plays were sacks to three percent and both of those are on the outer edges of a normal range like it's not even close and how do you fix that that quickly well like in you,
14: addition to kitna and more i mean health bringing back the guy who makes all your line calls probably has i something to do with i it, right? think
2: something jake but i don't know how much because joe looney was not charged with a single sack last year so you're right line calls are different than being beat by the guy in front of you, but does Travis Frederick's voice uh, at at the line uh, erase 40 sacks? I I don't know, but last night there was tons of pressure. I think Dax really worked hard on it. I think the coaches have worked hard on it for footwork and for uh, presence of mind and for really just getting the ball out quicker and quicker and having routes that free up and all those things, but The fact that they have gone from the worst in the league to darn near the best in the league at pass protection, having a functioning passing game without getting your quarterback drilled, because we know sacks are A, bad for your health, and B, absolute drive killers. So you can't do it. You can't do it. And they're also turnover machines. I... I I think that isn't isn't being talked about very much. When I hear people discuss what's good about the Cowboys this year, almost never does it turn into they fix their pass protection issues. But I hadn't even thought of it. Really, they really. But have, Now that you mentioned I mean, it, last night the Giants were blitzing all the time, and they did not get a single sack last night. Isn't that something?
14: And also, like because I've been watching the Cardinals a lot, there is something to the quarterback skill. And you kind of said this of even when they get pressure, Dak is not getting sacked. Like, the first guy that gets through gets Kyler almost every time. Yeah. Like, almost every time. And partly is that he tries to run out of it and runs into it. Runs backwards. Dak never does that. Or even Daniel Jones last night. Right. When when did you ever in the first nine games of Dak's career see him look as lost as Daniel Jones did it sometimes last night at the sixth overall pick?
2: It's crazy. They have uh, two complete shutouts. And four other games where they gave up just a single sack. So six of their eight games, they have given up zero or one sacks. Meanwhile, they're passing for 300
0: yards. They have, what, the number one
2: offense in football this year.
0: Yeah, I wonder where pressures and hurries rank, too, because we always say if you're bagging on the defense, didn't get a lot of sacks. But they did, you know, they got close a lot. I, won- I wonder how that is uh, as well, because – I mean, I think that's the key on defense. The key yeah. is is defensive line pressure. That's why adding Michael Bennett's awesome. And, you know, Robert Quinn, who was kind of added during the year as well, you know, was a boost. And, Huge. And now you can see Demarcus Lawrence, you know, when you add more around him, that's only going to help him. And, uh, you know, defensive line's just got to be a big rotation, right? Absolutely. You've got to have a ton of guys that can get in there and keep everybody fresh. And, I mean, you see any game – you know, Tom Brady looks bad when you are swarming around him. Right. So, Ryan
2: looked ridiculous on Sunday with both. So the both converse has to
0: be true for the offense. You know.
2: Yeah, and 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 like I said, a lot of it is design. A lot of it is freeing up options for your quarterback uh, before three seconds gets here. Like you have to. You, you know, the idea of rub routes and, and, and you know, the idea of uh, attacking horizontally and not just vertically and not having all four guys run the exact same route and turn around like Lenahan a couple times last year. So I, I really think Kellen Moore's been huge. I also think that probably takes away credit from guys like Dak Prescott, John Kitna, Jason Garrett, whatever, Who you know, Travis Frederick, whoever has really Mark Colombo the list goes on and on but uh, this offense is good enough that I do think it probably deserves more recognition than just saying hey kellen moore is a genius isn't this great
0: well yeah and perhaps they did sit and identify what's what are our weaknesses here what can we work on in the off season and i mean it's if If they didn't, then, uh, wow, they just got lucky somehow. But it it feels like they did. Well, here comes Zimmer, Uh, and then Buffalo, and then New England, and, you know, or
2: New England and then Buffalo after that, and I think Matt Patricia in there somewhere. So they're going to play some defenses that are going to look for new ways to uh, trouble this number one offense in the
0: NFL. Well, how about uh, the defense shutting down Saquon Barkley? Because he is pretty awesome. Like, you saw that one screen pass that went for 60-some yards, like – you get him in the open field and like Zeke is awesome too but they're they're definitely different right like he he feels like uh i guess if the Barry Sanders comp is the big one for him right that he he does feel like that whereas Zeke feels like he's got this unbelievable quick you know first 10 yards burst type thing where it seems like Saquon can go left and right and do that all the time. You know, Zeke Zeke does have a powerful offensive line to go behind too as well, and some of the holes that he was running through were were amazing. Or just I guess that scheme as well, right? The the pulling pulling lineman and then he cuts back the other way and they showed that one play where they're all pulling but then Tyron does the turnaround just to open up that one little seam and it's beautiful. And give Zeke a tiny bit of room. He's getting six yards, but I guess I started this long uh, breath that I'm using by just saying the defense shutting down Saquon is uh, very commendable because that's like their weapon. Well, you get back it's to – their only big weapon, and if you shut him down – You're getting back to owning the line of scrimmage, right? So you're
2: getting sacks. You're not allowing sacks. You're running the ball at seven yards of carry. You're not allowing the run uh these These are all really good signs and you're, you're kind of staying out of third downs overall
0: right like, for the
2: most part, but boy, when you needed a third and twelve to amari cooper to uh to to seal the dagger, you found that as well and and, and so and they're the they, number aren't they the number one defense in the n f l stopping third downs? i believe they 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 they, they gotta be they, how about uh, their
0: mindset too of they get those third downs and they might take a shot here my third deep might not work
2: there were a lot of shots last night,
0: yeah, I like that.
2: I like it a lot. uh, They're number two in the NFL. Of course, New England is uh, number one in third down defense, but number two, which is a fantastic improvement because the last two years under Marinelli and Richard, I want to say they were 29th and 27th in the last two years at at, uh, getting off the field on third down. So third down defense last night was great. Uh, Red zone defense. Convert those like the Saquon screen. 65 yards huge pivotal moment but if he if he takes that what was it 76 to the end zone
0: yeah field they, goals
2: now they can go for two and tie it
14: you can give up field goals all day or how about whenever you start the game by gifting them the ball right th- i
2: actually felt better
14: in a weird way like okay we weathered that one yeah you know, three and out after a,
2: a ghost pick. yeah that's all they got is a field goal yeah every mistake doesn't turn into a touchdown anymore That might mean you have a much better defense than you once did. Oh, I know what I wanted to say on the defense. I think Jalen Smith has worked his way into the season somehow. And I know that sounds like media guy kind of modifying his opinions uh, based on what he saw last. But I, I swear to you, right up through maybe even the Green Bay game, I'm trying to remember which game, every week I was rolling in saying, man, Jalen doesn't look right to me. And I almost wonder if he hurried his contract extension because he could feel his leg a little off at camp or I I don't know. I don't know. And I know I realize we overanalyze his leg and how does he look? And I would just say this from the Jets game on Jalen looks like 2018 Jalen again. And was he dealing with something? Was he working his way into shape? I don't have any idea. And maybe there are other twists and turns to come, but. What we've seen from Jalen in the last month looks elite again, doesn't it? Are you guys seeing that as well? Like, I, I think he is decidedly better than he was when the season started. Last night, for sure. I thought the Eagles game, too. I think he's been really good.
5: Bad radio play, some black cat audio. All
0: right, so Mina was at the game. It was live in New York. What was the buzz like when the cat went on the field? It was the greatest moment of my
14: life. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the cat on the sideline before it ran onto the field. Stretching. You did. You I did. In. I was sitting next to Keith Russell. Cats don't stretch. And uh, I said, the internet oh, yeah. is about to love this. I told him Like that- I saw this coming before it happened. There's no it- actual sports play he ever witnesses live that he'll remember more than seeing the cat. <laughs> That's it was awesome. there before probably two plays before the cameras caught it. And then everybody
2: in the stadium. So started you're saying you knew about mind. the cat before it went mainstream? I did. Okay. I was an OG cat. Before it sold out. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well the cat has become all the rage. Uh there's even like somebody very quickly, man, the internet, man. How about that internet, Bob? It it might catch on. Very quickly uh, put out like a little 30 for 30 type one minute documentary on the cat. <laughs> football life. <laughs> a football life. <laughs> They're um, going to sell
14: shirts, aren't they? And by they, I mean the Cowboys.
15: I think Demarcus Lawrence already is. Really? Yeah, he made like a hot boys shirt with the cat wearing a little gold chain. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, he's already selling it
7: on Twitter. That's perfect.
0: All right, we're going to hear from him in a second. Uh, first, though, let's since Mino didn't hear it, and uh, if you didn't hear this, this is how uh, Tess and Bug called the action, and they're having all kinds of fun.
6: And there is a black cat <laughs> now on the field. Halloween this past week, and a black cat is running across MetLife Stadium. <laughs> oh. Is this gonna be bad for the Cowboys? If you're superstitious, a few weeks ago we were here for a Monday night football game. We had another Halloween thing. Now comes this. Maybe we need to bring the ghost back to get rid of the cat. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe we should. I don't don't know. (laughs) I mean, mean, what are we doing
4: here? We
6: should. (laughs) So we've gone from seeing ghosts to black cats now on (laughs) Monday Night Football on MetLife. Oh, oh boy. Oh, this this ought to be fun here. And if this Cowboys season doesn't go the way it was expected to, blame that guy. I mean, look at his change of direction. He's He's got great lateral movement. Oh, my goodness. And we got the New Jersey State Troopers out there. wits wondering what in the world's going on. Prescott's <laughs> trying to stay warm. Now, how do you get a cat? Oh. Who's got cat-corralling skills in them? Oh, there he goes. Ladies and gentlemen, Felix has left the building. Oh.
0: That might have been the best part of their broadcast. Ever. <laughs> The crowd is really into it. Uh, however, Tess brings up that it's a Cowboys jinx twice. They're not in, in Dallas. It's, it's The Giants were leading, and I can't believe that wasn't referenced throughout the game as, uh, boy, let's take a look at the uh, score before and after the cat.
2: It was always going to work, though, because one team was going to lose that game.
0: And so somebody would be jinxed at the end. Yeah. But I just didn't even understand immediately why he's bringing up the Cowboys. Why is this jinxing the Cowboys? It is. It jump-started. We're them. at Giant Stadium, right? Everybody we're, knows. We're at their home. So, like, later this season, if the season doesn't go the way the Cowboys wanted it to, we'll point to the cat. It's uh, just illogical. <laughs> And that's the problem I have with it. I know man. Well, Sorry. DeMarcus Lawrence was asked about that and many other things in his post-game press conference. I think the first thing he's going to be asked about is uh is Michael Bennett and I thought the cat stuff is really entertaining but you know, he had some good stuff on Michael Bennett too. So let's listen to like 2 minutes of Michael uh or excuse me, DeMarcus Lawrence uh in the locker room post-game after the big win over the Giants.
8: You had four practices uh, with Michael, and you guys got a chance to get out there, especially in some situations where it was you and Michael and Robert. What was that like? Was it as good as it was in practice?
11: Uh, well, I also played with uh, Michael at the Pro Bowl, so uh, being able to get to understand his personality and uh, what he likes to do. Uh, he clearly he clearly likes to jump offside, so... <laughs> so, uh, you know, just to, just to be around him and um, just to have, you know... A, a... Did he have two or three? Two.
14: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Two offsides.
11: But what the of the one of
14: them, he had like a huge play, like the next snap on Saquon. I just love all the reporters. <laughs> oh my
4: gosh.
0: Oh, yeah. Demarcus. This is why. Uh, having a little fun here. Athletes feel like they could probably be a stand up comic because everybody's always laughing at everything they say.
11: He clearly likes to jump offside, so, <laughs> so uh, you know, just to, oh, just to be off. around him and um, just to have, you know, another speed guy um, lining up beside me and um, to complement me and Robert is, is great. Uh, can you kind of maybe take us through what an offensive line and a quarterback are thinking when they have to go up against you and Quinn, Bennett, and then Malik? Get the ball out your hand fast. Um, that's, that's basically what he, um, he was trying to do all night, and, you know, he, he got some good opportunities, and, you know, we still got back there, so.
1: Did you
6: find
11: some respect for the rookie quarterback or some disrespect? Is that a trick question? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. know what you're talking about. Uh, how many times you got set tonight? A lot. Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. I have to process all this um, and get back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> so you point at the cat when was on the field. What was your
0: reaction?
11: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the first thing that crossed my mind, no joke, is like, they got bad luck now. It just turned on them, you know. Um, so I was like, man, the game over. Like, if a black cat runs on the damn foot field in it a, in a, on a uh, Monday night football game, a black cat, like, you might want to call it quits, bro. Like, <laughs> y'all luck is terrible. So, um, yeah, it was just bad luck, huh? And, yeah, that was it. Or good luck. I, I hate cats, too, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get this cat before it gets to me, you know. Uh, yeah, man. Was so, so the key to this game the way you were able to hold
4: them
5: to field goals, while them. <laughs> So, I, Dork.
0: I kind of like how everybody gets talking about the cat. Uh, we're all laughing now. DeMarcus is saying something we've never heard him uh say before. He's being really funny. Was the key to the game to uh holding them to field like let me just stop everything right now. Let me stop the momentum, Bob. That DeMarcus seemed to be uh be building up to. Yeah. Bad job. And then I believe he did say the key to the game was uh was indeed limiting to field goals. Wait, did he say anything else? There looks like there's some laughter here.
7: In fact, the game at all? No?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
11: What do you think of it? Why you play so much, bro? Like.
0: Or what was he asking him? Okay, hold on. Let me
11: see. That's the name of the game, you know, and that's how we feel. You know, each and every time we go out there and play. How about Jones's mobility? Did that change it?
15: In fact, the game at all? No? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of his mobility? I do play with? so much, bro. Like, <laughs> God, no. Like,
11: his mobility's straight, man. He, he know um, how oh, Did he think they were go? trying to
0: bait him into saying something bad about Daniel Jones? Yes. Okay.
2: Thanks to uh, John Machoda for sending us that audio. As he's reporting his uh, tail off up there in uh, New York. As nice. Minos chasing cats. Yeah, so there you go. That's good. Very, very good stuff. And now, Dan, our thoughts turn to Minnesota. Sunday night football. The second of three consecutive primetime affairs? Or uh, no, no, three. No, this is the third of three. The the Eagles was the first one.
0: You're going to have to watch Monday Night Football again next week because Seattle's at San Francisco. Did you guys know that? They
14: actually have a good game. San Francisco is undefeated. That's what I hear. <laughs> Do you feel they told us that a lot? Oh, my God. They are trying so hard to make sure you know we don't only have bad games. <laughs> they ran it out of, like, every single break.
4: It's a pretty good game. It's I, a good I, game. I thought, I I thought it was that. very from, from, worth promoing.
5: Probably going
2: to watch it. Probably going to watch it.
5: Now for the Joel Klatt Show. Joel Klatt. Joel Klatt. Joel Klatt.
15: Joel it's one of the highlights of our week. Joel
2: it's every Wednesday Joel at this time. Joel
4: it's the Klatt. great
2: Joel Clat. Joel who is brought to us by Joel Wortham Brothers and Blackland Distillery. Klatt. Boy, it sure is. Joel it sure Klatt. is, Mino. And here he is, Joel fresh off his trip to uh, Oregon, USC on our phone lines on the buyers barricade ticket hotline preparing for yet another trip to Columbus where uh, he has to have a uh, an apartment it's uh Joel Clat hi Joel
10: what's up how you guys doing
2: what's going on man,
10: oh, man. i'm just finalizing this lease here
2: <laughs> you might as well you uh you in ohio state are getting awful cozy i uh
10: hi. Listen, I, and it's going to continue. I've got them this week. I've got Penn State. I'll have them with Michigan, probably in the Big Ten championship.
0: <laughs> well, that's probably the only reason they're in your Final Four, then.
10: Yes, clearly is is my bias. Um, I I love my own bias. It's one of the, my favorite things.
2: Um, <laughs> Man, I generally I agree with my guys, bias too.
10: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always that's the way it should be. Yeah, I will say like when you when you guys saw last night. What I th- personally, I felt like that was the best rankings the committee has maybe ever done. When you take into consideration, like, what they're charged with, like, honor the eye test, honor the resume, honor, you know, who have you beat, so on and so forth. I really didn't have a big problem, which I got to tell you, felt pretty odd with my history. I was like, all right, what am I going to hate? What can I use? And I was like,
3: um,
2: it's pretty good. It's pretty good for sure, and we're going to have some eliminations now. Uh, you know, starting well. I, okay, that's I guess that's the big key. Like the like the one I heard the morning show today talk about, or at least uh, wrestle with a little bit. Although it's probably not a huge wrestling match. But what happens with say the loser of this Saturday, LSU Alabama versus let's just throw it out there an undefeated Baylor. Who goes?
10: Uh, undefeated Baylor. If someone goes undefeated in a power five conference, they're going to get in. There's, I don't think that there's any question about that. Um, we have never seen a team go undefeated in particular in a, uh, well in a nine conference game, regular season and a conference championship game. If it's Minnesota, they're going to go all the way up and into the four. Um, there's just no way. Remember now this, this playoff is owned and operated by the conferences, right? The there's, there's, what is it? 10 university presidents, There's uh, 10 uh, commissioners as well as the athletic director from Notre Dame. Those are like kind of the 21 people that are charged with building this, overseeing this. There's no way that an undefeated power five champ is, is getting left out. So I think people can in in your area, rest assured if Baylor takes care of business, they're going to go. Now I have my questions, whether they'll be able to do that or not. Remember now this is a team that, I don't want to say struggled, but didn't play their best game against West uh, Virginia, who's not a great team at all. Mm-hmm. And the bulk of this schedule is backloaded. We all know that. I think TCU might give them a great
4: chance. Absolutely, they
10: could very well win that game. Uh, much less Texas getting more healthy, in particular in the back end with their safeties. OU, which always loses at least one game, but then continues to roll, in particular with that offense. So let's just, you know, I. I don't want to say pump the brakes. It sounds like I'm, it's just, it remains to be seen whether Bailey can get there or not. But the fact remains, I think that there's no way that this committee will leave them out if they're undefeated.
2: Yeah, and I think we do this every year, Joel. Uh, when the first uh, polls uh, roll out, the first rankings, it's it's the first week in November. There's a few upstarts that make it to this point, and we offer hypotheticals that we kind of deep down inside know it's very unlikely Minnesota or Baylor make it to the finish line undefeated. Right. So, you know, right. it's just it, – it's, it's kind of a uh, – it's kind of an exercise in uh, time-wasting, which I apologize. We should, not, we should not start a visit with Joe Klatt with a time-wasting exercise.
10: Well, you know, listen, questions are at a premium because I will talk until I'm blue in the face.
0: Would you like to talk about Florida State?
10: Oh, that's an interesting one. Florida State. Um,
0: sure. Because... Let me tell you what I – Okay, go ahead.
10: Well, I was just going to say, I, I think it even opens up a broader discussion. Right. Um, Because then I think schools, programs get in trouble when they let too many people have a spot at the table, have a say in the process. And here's the problem with Florida State. When you fire a coach that has a buyout where you're going to have to get the boosters on board guess what those boosters expect? Yep. A spot at the table. Okay, so they spent $20 million to get rid of Willie Taggart and his staff
7: in middle
10: of the year, two. $20 million. Outside of the conversation of just the fiscal irresponsibility of that, both from a business standpoint and from the standpoint that this is supposed to be, quote-unquote, amateur athletic. <laughs> yeah. You, you let too many people in. So now... They even have to put out savings like, well, we've got the boosters involved, and we're hiring this outside company. So now there's way too many people involved, and guess what you cannot do when that happens? You can't control the narrative. Why does that matter? Okay, folks, listen, any school, any school, in any conference, the the biggest point of a coaching search or biggest point of emphasis in a coaching search, I believe, is narrative. Okay, Because you've got to have the narrative that your job is quality in order to uh, attract the right candidate who will then be attracted to you and potentially take your job. All right, so narrative makes such a big difference. You know the, the first way, the easiest way, and the quickest way your narrative gets destroyed before you can control it is when people publicly turn you down and say that they don't have interest. Why do they have to do that? it's cuz there's too many people at the table leaking information, giving hearsay, talking to this reporter and that reporter. This is my biggest problem when boosters actually have a say in things is that a booster is a booster why? cuz he's trying to buy importance or she is trying to buy importance and influence. That's what they're trying to do, right? Everything for them is about the prestige of having a say. Yeah. Well, guess what that mo- they're spending the money so they can tell their friends all the news. So they can tell people, look how important I am. That's almost a definition of a booster. So when they're involved, the narrative is going to go out of control. And then Bob Stoops is sitting there, and he's got to basically say, listen, I don't have interest. And that anytime your job gets turned down publicly, whether it's by someone that says I don't have interest or, hey, I'm staying where I'm at, you, you get a, a diminishing value of the prestige of your job. Uh, as well as the confidence that the fan base is going to have in who you hire, because they're going to feel like it's the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh best candidate in the process. I'm not saying that this hire was a home run, but when UCLA quietly hired Chip Kelly and they hadn't been turned down publicly by basically anyone, why is it roundly considered such a great hire by not only their own fan base, but their media as well? because the prestige is still there because they haven't been turned down by five people. So I think Florida state is in for it. I think that this is going to be incredibly messy. And what this ultimately ends up with is, is a higher the fan base is somewhat divided with. This is what happens when it gets messy. You You don't get a consensus surrounding the person that you end up choosing.
2: Yeah, that that totally checks out. And what's interesting is, no matter uh, if the how many times the location changes, that's exactly how it rolls. I mean, uh, you just described how many different situations as just describing Florida State. That that could be ten to twenty other situations through the years, and it all goes back to the exact same thing. Uh, but uh, but but here we are, and and the best thing about the Taggart thing, I suppose, is not only the buyout. But the buyout on the buyout, right? There was a there was a buyout for Oregon to get them that Florida State had to satisfy from uh, the school before, right? Three jobs it's back, incredible. Yeah,
10: it's incredible. Yes, yes, absolutely. Can't can't it, pay the athletes only there. I think
0: can <laughs> can't afford it. You,
10: can't, can't afford it. Can't so afford it. Some degree of truth in terms of the employee employer relationship, as we've talked about before, but I think that's a messy one. That's a real messy one. The name I would look out for is Mike Norvell, the head coach in Memphis um, in large part because of the finances. Um, I don't think that they're going to be able to go, because here's the thing, it's the 20 million for this, but what are they going to go pay another two or $3 million buyout for a coach in his current contract where he's at, where if you look at Memphis, and their head coach, Mike Norvell, his buyout right now is half a million dollars. That might be one of the lowest buyouts for someone that's really achieving on a high end in the entire country. So that's why I actually think Florida State will eventually target Mike and that that might be the next head coach at Florida State.
0: So did Bob Stoops publicly say he's out? Because even if he did, I, I don't buy it.
10: I don't think that he gave a public statement, but
0: okay.
10: I know Bob, I, I listen. I I texted uh, a lot of people that I know. Texted and he told all of us basically the same thing. You know, which was I'm not a candidate. <laughs> I th- maybe you believe him. Maybe you don't. This is where I would come back to. I feel like I know him well enough to know, and I've talked with him enough to know if he had the itch to coach in college, he'd still be at Oklahoma. It wasn't about he needed to get away from that school or anything in particular. Like. I just don't think that he's got that itch anymore. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. But, you, you know, I think that that remains to be seen.
2: Well, I kind of think he has an itch for a big job again, and he might have regrets for for letting the Oklahoma thing go, or, you know, whatever the uh, the reasons were at the time, the health. But I – I, I think one of the reasons Florida State uh, lost Jimbo was, you know, the uh, the in terms of uh, the price tag, uh, they 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 could only go to a certain level. I think, but I don't think they had unlimited money. But anyway, I don't want to talk about that anymore because we got one versus two or two versus three, and I want to hear the Joe Clat breakdown of LSU Alabama because uh, Alabama's big brothered LSU for a while. Uh, it, it feels like LSU is uh higher quality. Than uh, they've been uh, recently, and uh, with Tua's situation, I just wanted to hear how you see this thing rolling on Saturday.
10: Yeah, so I, you know, I think that you could make an argument that LSU has had stronger teams from a complete nature. Now, certainly not on the offensive side, and people might, you know, raise their eyebrows. And yes, they can throw the ball way better than they have ever. Joe Burrow's already set the LSU single season record for touchdowns thrown. And and they're really, really good on that side. So they've run the ball better before. They've had a better defensive front seven. Their secondary, which is young, is starting to defend at a really high level, but overall they've had better defenses. However, I actually think from just a just a matchup and makeup standpoint that this is LSU's best version to match up with Alabama specifically. If you look at the teams that have given Alabama trouble over the last four or five years, what's the one common theme? Dynamic quarterback play, the ability to score the football. Um, And and I think that's what LSU has. And that's one of the reasons why I think LSU is better suited this season than they have been maybe for the last seven, you know, since the one versus two game, what was that 2011 or 12 Yeah. Um, to beat them is because they have that ability. The bottom line for me is, Bama is not the defense that they have been. They're start. They're starting a lot of young players. They can't shorten the game with their run game like they have in the past. And if Tua is not 100% healthy, they may have trouble keeping up with an LSU offense. Then, in all likelihood, will score north of 24, 28, maybe even north of 30 points. Um, if Tua is not completely healthy, they're going to struggle. Uh, offensively, and, and namely because some of those young corners that LSU has, they're great players. So I think Bama's in trouble, and in the grand schema theme things, if Tua can't play great and win this game, I think the committee told us last night that Bama is in trouble if they lose. I don't think that the committee is going to bail out Alabama with their schedule, this version of their schedule, with the way that they've played, in particular everywhere outside of their passing game. I don't think that they're going to get a pass or a mulligan this year this year from the college football playoff committee.
2: That's fascinating because I was about to ask you, does the loser actually have an easier road because they get to avoid the uh, championship game? And
10: I think LSU does. I think LSU would absolutely get a mulligan in particular, if they lost close on the road, Um, that's going to be the worst nightmare for a team like Oregon or Utah, maybe even Oklahoma um, is, they've got to be i think leery of Penn State losing close on the road yeah. to Ohio State and then LSU losing close on the road to Alabama. Um i think those two scenarios would mean maybe not certain but certainly it's going to make it virtually impossible for the Pac-12 to back their way into this thing.
0: I have one more thing for Joel, okay? Um well so it's a multiple choice. I don't think we have time to get into both these things. But uh, okay. one of our listeners who lives in Denver, Bill, Ooh. emailed me. All right. And uh, said, I uh, live in Denver. Joel Klatt used to do the morning show here a few, years ba- a few years back.
10: It's true.
0: I was wondering if the subject of cyclists or germs has ever come up in your conversations with him. Uh, hint, <laughs> he doesn't like either one of them. So I thought maybe we could have uh, opportunity to discuss one of those things. Okay, I thought maybe we'll save it.
2: I thought he had a a bit where he does cyclists versus germs, but apparently it's two separate uh, no, topics.
10: It, it, they are two separate issues. Okay, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Um, in particular when I travel, um, one of the grossest things in my life, and I generally have to just like, you know, I. I I'm sober now. I don't do anything. I don't have any vices, so I just have to kind of, like, grit my teeth and bear it going through TSA, those belts and those little, like, the rolly things that you put your bag on as it, like, wheels through. Like, it's giving me the heebie-jeebies right now. So I'm just kind of – and then the people that take their shoes off. Oh, that you're like, putting
0: your bag – your backpack on that same thing where everybody else's thing is yeah. on. Okay.
9: Yes. Oh, oh.
0: Okay, so you won't you won't set your backpack down in the bathroom and then go use the the urn. No.
10: Okay. No, no, that's why I have a backpack is so that I can wear it while I take a leak. Yeah. That's the whole point of a backpack. I don't even know why else was there a point for a backpack when traveling other than not being able to or, or having to put it down. And then real quick on the cyclist thing, I just like like take take a position. Like you can't have your ride away all the time. You want your ride away with pedestrians. You want your ride away with cars. Like you think you're the most important people on the road, and and candidly, it makes me a little frustrated. Well, so cyclists, I was thinking this like, yet just just please yesterday do.
0: behind some cyclists where they do want they they say you can use the right lane of traffic, right? So they they're treated like a car, right? However, they don't stop yes. at stop signs.
6: That
0: exactly. They just roll they through know, stop signs, so I'm supposed to
10: rolling through. They yell at pedestrians when pedestrians are walking. I proposed on on morning radio in Denver. That right of way should always be um, whether that other thing would kill you or not.
0: So like truck,
4: <laughs> so if, if, the
10: like, truck over car. the right of Truck over car. Like everywhere like train right of way.
0: Right. right. <laughs> yeah, you right don't like, yeah.
10: And you just go down from there. So it's like, hey, like the worst I go to college cities all the time. Pedestrians drive me crazy. Just these kids that are just like wa- walking along on their fa- phones, and they just like step out in the street. Like, oh my goodness, I'm more important than you, <laughs> even you're in a two thousand pound car. So um, that's been my whole position, right? It's like if if the accident that would happen in the ensuing collision results in your death. Then you should probably <laughs> whoever would win the right away.
0: Yeah, whoever would yeah. win
2: has the right of away. Man, I can't think of a exactly. city where that would play worse than in, than in Denver. That's like the why, cycling capital why, of the why, world. Why do you think it was such a good topic
10: in Denver? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, the man knows his radio. A lot of germs, up, lot of germs
10: up there what. too. Yeah, and you know what? The the people that that are most egregious are the ones that have the most egregiously tight cyclist outfit on. Like, they are just jammed in their singlet, and they're riding their 10-speed as hard as they can, and it's like, how dare you get in my way? Like, uh,
2: <laughs> Do you like the guys uh, the, with the yellow jersey on?
10: Oh, yeah, you bet.
2: <laughs> All right, well, enjoy Columbus, Ohio. It's lovely this time of year, and uh, we will uh, visit with you next week, Mr. Clatt. Thank you for your time.
10: I'm on a 92 cadence. I feel like I'm at the front of the peloton. <laughs>
2: I'm like Lance Armstrong up in this. (laughs) (laughs) Play him off. It's Joe Clatt, ladies and gentlemen. There he goes.
5: Joe (laughs) Clatt. Bad radio talks with Mark Cuban.
0: Come see the ticket tomorrow on the SMU Boulevard before the SMU V East Carolina game starting at 8 a.m. The ticket will be there, that is. I don't think the game starts at 8. Game starts at 11. Uh, Join us for the tailgating fun, including live music, games, prizes, and more tomorrow on the SMU Boulevard in Dallas. We are out here at Reservoir today in support of Miller Lite. And uh, today at 2, we're having a drawing, drawing for uh, four tickets to the Cowboys-Vikings game Sunday. Yeah. How about that? As well as... uh, Barbecue for four with Meat Church and a year's supply of Meat Church barbecue seasonings. So come on out here to Reservoir in Las Colinas. It is right across from uh, our boys at the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema. So all this synergy, Bob, everything working together. Uh, all right. On our phone lines now, Grego, let's uh, the Buyer's Barricade ticket hotline, by the way. It is uh, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks and uh, our old friend, Mark Cuban. What's up, boys? Hey, Mark, how you doing?
2: It's game day. I'm doing day.
0: great. It is game day, and the Mavs are, uh, I think, nationally a surprising 5-2. and two. Do you think it's a surprising 5-2, and two or were you expecting this?
7: Um, I don't know what to expect, honestly. Um, I knew we'd be better. I just didn't know how good, and I don't think we've played anywhere near our best basketball yet. Um, I, I still think we're getting our rotations down, Um Everybody's still learning how to play with each other. So I, I think we have a lot of room to improve. And, you know, being 5-2 and two is, is nice, but, you know, we have to play better, and I think we will get better.
0: As as a fan, like, I kind of feel very excited just because, like you said, it seems like they could play better only because, like, Porzingis is still kind of getting into it, and we're figuring out we have these new toys we're trying to work together, this Luca <laughs> yeah. and Porzingis. How does this all fit? You could see Carlisle is trying to get the, uh, the rotations figured out, but
7: I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of excitement out there. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm included in that. Oh, no, I mean, just the energy in the arena is great. I mean, you know, KP, you're right, KP hasn't played in 21 months, and, you know, to be seven games in to expect him to be back to all-star caliber was, caliber is just not realistic and, and i know we said after the, the last game that you know he still has a little bit to go and he's not happy where he's at but he's a worker and he will get better and you know things like timing and just flow and and just rhythm th- those things take time and you know so imagine where we're at now with kp being better um luke has obviously been phenomenal but you know other guys you know Delon has been incredible you know we you know JJ came in and not having played and just gave us a huge spark and so everybody has filled a role and come in and contributed in one way or another and that's what makes this team really interesting and I think has a chance to be special because when you go top to bottom down through the the roster and just look at our first 7 games Every single player has contributed at some level in a game and really had an impact, whether it's Bobon against Cleveland, Seth Curry coming in and, and hitting some big shots in Cleveland. I mean, everybody's contributed. And, and that's, that alone, plus Luka um, and KP getting even better over time, is, is a lot of reason to be excited.
2: This is uh, Mark Cuban, our uh, friend here on the ticket. And, uh, you know, over the years since the title, I uh, have occasionally, being a bit of a basketball snob, perhaps yeah. described your roster as uh, what appeared to be a pack of basketball cards that kind of fell onto the floor and it didn't always make sense to me and didn't totally fit. And I realize that's uh, sort of a harsh way to describe a roster. But let me say, this roster all makes Tons of sense. Like the complementary pieces seem to fit really well. Now I don't know what the ceiling ultimately is, but I, I think we are seeing all of those pieces do have a uh, a reason for being part of this thing, which is difficult to do. Where you need so much to go right to to build a roster in today's league.
7: Yeah, no question. I mean, every everybody was brought in for a reason. You know, you look at Delon. And he's not going to score a ton of points, but he can change a game defensively. He had a big steal against Orlando. He came in and changed the game against New Orleans. He he had great, you know, he he pushes the ball and plays downhill, and we saw that against Cleveland and Portland. Um, And then you look at Seth. You know he moved into the starting lineup because it created more space for KP and Luca and he 's hitting his open shots most of the time. Um, you look at maxi maxi 's coming in and hit some big threes had some blocks, and even kp when he's not, even when he's, his shot's not falling I mean to have six blocks in the game, players from other teams pay attention to that and know that he 's a presence down low and so you you know and now we got when we got um, Dwight back, his hard rolls and his energy picks everybody else up. And, look, there's still games like, you know, for most of the Orlando game where we were lethargic and couldn't really pull the pieces together. But the fact that we were able to rally and win that game, and most importantly, if you look at the game in Denver and you look at our game um, the other night against Orlando, we, You know, this team was designed so that we could put a good defensive unit on the court at the end of games when, you have to, when you're going offense-defense and you have to get those stops. We got three stops in a row against Orlando. I mean, Timmy Hardaway taking charges. Um, we got big stops at the end of Denver. And we've always said, you know, the sign of a good defense, you know, maybe your, your, your defensive rating isn't as high as you'd want it to be. But if you're able to get Stops when they count at the end of the game because that's when you have your defensive unit in there. That's the sign of a good team, or a, cha- a team that has a chance to be a really good team. And so that's what this this team is designed. Offensively, with Luca and KP, we can put shooters around them. A hard roller with Dwight. Defensively, you know we can go big, and you know we can also put our a, a even more athletic defensive team out there when we need it. And so that that's how this team was built and what it was built for.
0: We're talking to Mark Cuban from Shark Tank here on the ticket. Uh, <laughs> as far as uh, acquiring Porzingis, there was lots of risk, I guess, just going into that. And I always thought one of the things was, you know, would he stay here? Would he want to test the free agent market and all that kind of stuff? But you got, you got him, you got him locked down. Yep. Um, how did you do that? Was there a specific plan on? Because I I know he just had a really rough time in New York, and it seemed like they made a lot of wrong moves.
7: You know, I think part of it is recognizing that this is a players league. This is not, you know, like the NFL, they they say it's about the shield. In the NBA, it's about the players, that the players deservedly have a lot more power, and and we recognize that. And so we recognize that we have to really try to re-earn their loyalty every day, that it's a constant evaluation, and, that we have to provide the, the resources and the tools and the support and, and whatever they need to make, to put them in a position to succeed, but also to make them want to come to work, you know, and, and it's, it's no different than any other job. There's going to be days when you don't want to come to work. There's going to be days when, you know, you're mad at somebody you work with or something happened that you didn't like and, you know understanding that we just try to put the pieces in place so that we we can anticipate and be, be re- ready to support them and hopefully you know that will not only keep KP and Luca and the whole squad happy but that will also you know have an impact on our culture and you know help us be more of a winning team
2: did you read the the stories in the New York papers this morning? Uh, no. Predictably, they were okay. They they were of course writing on how things went wrong with KP in in New York, and it reminded me a little bit, I guess, of some of the exit stuff that you see uh, in Cleveland when LeBron leaves, and you know when teams obviously cities don't want to lose a franchise guy, so there's there's a, there's always going to be a similar story. But in both of those cases, and uh, one or two others during free agency, you hear the team that loses a guy was not open to support staff friends guys right. on the plane things of that nature right and i just
7: i just wondered
2: has your you position that, huh? on that sort of thing yeah. evolved over the years so that
7: there's a fine line you know if somebody is qualified like you know kp had a, a physiotherapist that um who who's extremely qualified and so it made it really easy to to hire him and he's been a great contributor um, there's been other circumstances where, you know, high end guys, you know, w- where we haven't, you know, Dirk had a, uh, a massage therapist that we brought in going back to Nash. He had a guy, you know, and we've had, you know, n- no name guys, if you will, who have brought us people that we've hired as well, not because it was some, you know, their friend, but more because they could really contribute because, you know, sometimes even athletes through their, the course of, you know, developing their own skills, run into people who are really talented. Um, And then on the flip side, the harder part is dealing with the plane, you know, just bringing everybody. And that's where we have hard and fast rules. You know, we've got, I think, 57 seats on the plane, and they're all full. (laughs) You know, there's not a lot of excess capacity. So that kind of makes our our life a little bit easier in terms of what we allow or don't allow. But, you know, there there are rules where, you know, we're just not going to let – we want it to be – every player realizes there's a little bit of give to your stars um, but you want that to be only for things that make obvious good sense. You don't want it to be carte blanche where, okay, this guy is running the team or this guy sets the tone or this guy you know, de- decides who can, who can fly and who can't fly or who gets in this room or that room. So we've really tried to make it that we treat everybody as equally as possible, recognizing that a little bit of the time some players are a little bit more equal than others.
2: Man. That's complicated, isn't it? Yeah, because it is. It
7: really, really is. It's a balance, you know. You know, the hardest balance is parking spaces. <laughs>
2: Boy, <it or> <laughs> tell me about it down here. Yeah, uh, right.
7: It, Same difference. Yeah,
2: no. It's it's it, There's a there's a pecking order, and I, I think you quickly find out where you rate on things. <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah. on, but guys know it these. too, right? Guys, guys aren't stupid, right? They, yeah. they See who pay because when a team is winning. You know, life is a lot more fun, and guys are ready to accept that. And they also, to play in the NBA, you have to have been a star at various levels just to get to, to be one of the top 450. And so they all were in that exact same position as well, where they were the star and they got some of the benefit of being the star on their college and high school and AAU teams. Um, and so, you know, 99% of the players recognize that art and are, for the most part, really really good with it. Mark, I've uh,
2: had uh, in the in in this calendar year, I've had the pleasure of uh, of uh, sitting next to you for a game down there in the corner. And it's it was an amazing experience. And that very corner is where Seth Curry was uh, hugged by uh, Dwight Howard at the moment of truth uh, Friday night. Yeah, because I don't know or I didn't know at the time the review rules. I uh, was just another frustrated homer who wanted to know how uh, that can't be undone. And, and as opposed to asking you specifically about that moment, let me just give you the, uh, the the broader question of what's your satisfaction level after seven games with the adjustments the league has made?
7: I'm not quite sure yet. I haven't come to a final decision because, you know, look, go back to the Portland play, Port, Portland overturn. Yes. It was the right call to overturn it, right? He, he didn't foul him. But on the flip side, Rather than the ball just going out of bounds, let's just say the ref got it right and didn't blow the whistle, the ball would have just gone out of bounds and been our ball right underneath the basket. And so the the ability to overturn a play doesn't mean that all of a sudden you get it right because you did a review, because the circumstances are different. So instead of having the ball with 8.4 seconds under our basket and taking it out, we're doing a jump ball, and we shouldn't have screwed it up, but we did screw it up but we still would have had to get the ball across half court and get into a half court offense as opposed to an, an under the basket out of bounds. And so the point being that you know being able to to challenge a call and even get a portion of the call right doesn't make the whole thing right. So I haven't decided, and, you know, there'll be calls that go our way, and I'm sure at various points, you know, we'll challenge something, and hopefully it'll help us win a game, and, and maybe my perspective will will evolve then as well. But I, I don't know whether I like it or dislike it yet. If
0: I can go back just for a second to the, uh, you know, uh, keeping Porzingis happy or the Players huh? League type stuff, um, I was – thinking from the outside and you could tell me from the inside, it it feels to me like maybe Dirk was pretty important in this whole thing too, just to have him here for the first year of Luca and for, you know, part of Porzingis and they could even pick his brain as to what it's been like to uh, play for Mark Cuban for 20 years.
7: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know so much what it was like to play for me, but more what it's like to deal with coach, you know, and what kind of coach Rick is and what our support staff is like. And, you know, what's the best way to, Um, work with the organization you know those are all things that that have an impact if it's easy for a player to to do things and live their life and just focus on basketball then it's going to be you know they're going to be more willing to stay or you know and they'll be happier in, in going to work you know we we still have players who used to play for us who got traded or left who call our support staff for things it's crazy. You know, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Um, and so, you know, I think having Dirk here really made KP and, and Luca as well a lot more comfortable.
0: Okay, then a fan would say, why then does it seem like we can never land that big free agent? Sure.
7: Well, first of all, you know, for the first 15 years, we never had cap room, you know. So it's not like all of a sudden, you know, we, we had 20 shots at it and we, we couldn't ever get anybody. Because I think we had cap room for the first time in, like, 2012 or 2013. And, you know, we've had cap room probably most of the year since then, but we haven't had a very good team. You don't see players going to teams that, you know, they don't expect to do well unless it's just about the money. Um, And we were never in a position where, you know, we were the only team offering a player the max amount. And so, it's I mean, it's not surprising. You can go across the league and say, all right, you know, why hasn't this team got a max out player or that team? And more often than not, they just haven't been a winning team. Um, but now that should be different. And, you know, people are like last year, well, everybody's going to want to come play with Luka. Well, any, any rookie phenom, um, people are going to be hesitant and, and a little bit cynical about the whole thing. And I think that's gone away now. I think, you know, as Luka gets even better as the year goes on, um, when we get to next year, even though we won't have cap room, there will be a lot more interest in players wanting to figure out sign and trades or whatever.
0: Um, and you want to have two superstars for sure, and I think you do, and that's awesome. Is there any concern about? Because we were we were listening to Kristaps his post game from the other day or afternoon uh-huh. or w- whatever it was, but he sounded a bit down and dejected about how things are going so far, you know. But uh, and and things seem to be going well for a guy who hasn't played uh, for sure. so long, twenty one months, yeah. But but certainly he now comes here and uh, it's like the Luca show. And, and the way he started this season has done nothing to take away from the fact that this feels like Luka's franchise. And now Kristaps has always been the guy. Uh, is, is there any concern with how that's going to go no. moving forward with two alpha males?
7: No, just because guys want to win. Guys know that if you get rings and if you're winning and you're, you're moving through the, the playoffs, then that's where all the accolades come from. You know, there, there are a lot of players that are quote-unquote superstars that are on teams that you know don't make the playoffs or barely make the playoffs, and you know that's just not something that I think guys aspire to be. You don't see players leaving teams to go to bad teams just so they can be the guy. You know, winning winning is unless you're Kyrie. What's that? <laughs> Kyrie. Well, he also had a guy named Kevin Durant go with him.
0: Uh, no, I just
7: mean when he wanted out of Cleveland, but uh, the first time. <laughs> oh, the first time? Uh, he, yeah, he was. I- he, yeah, he was what ended clearly also, on a he good got team. Guy named a LeBron lot. that came too, so he changed yeah. his mind really quick. You know, and so yeah, no, he I forced mean, his
0: way out of Cleveland when he was in the finals three years in a row or whatever. Dan's just okay, a okay, little he bit. You
7: had the success, yeah. In that case, he yeah, had still success. a little yeah.
0: bit chapped from that
2: one. Yeah, I'm from Cleveland. Yeah. So
7: <laughs> a little bit, yeah can't help you there, Dan.
2: Mark, right. I, I know you have to run. So so thank you so much for your time. We'll be watching tonight, and uh, let's uh, visit again soon, sir.
7: Hey, there's still there's still like 300 tickets left. We always clear out um, the other team's allotment that's not okay. used. So go to Mavs.com or 214-747-6287, or you can walk up to the box office, and we'll have some tickets available, and it's going to be a fun game. Let's do, that.
2: Let's, uh, let's do let's, that. let's snap up those tickets. Mark, thank you so much, sir. My pleasure, guys. Talk All to right. you soon. That's Mark Cuban. It's game day. The Knicks are in town. The Knicks.
5: It's KP night. Now it's the Tyler Sagan Show.
0: All right, it is time for the Tyler Sagan show this week. We need three things to make that happen one, theme song. Two, a sponsor. Classic BMW. Classic. And three, a Tyler Sagan. So we'll try to time it out with the music here, Bob. Hey, Tyler. Hey, guys. Man, happy hockey. Happy Happy hockey hockey to you. Uh, We haven't heard your voice in so long,
2: Mr. It's been been like a week. I think it's been longer than that, isn't it?
4: No? I don't know. Two weeks.
2: How you doing? Good. How you doing? You guys are winning hockey games and everything.
0: Way to go. Yes, Yeah. (laughs) How about that, man? Getting back to 500, I thought that'd be, whoa, what a long road. uh, What a climb that's going to be. And uh it was like a week. It was like a week and a half. Easy, huh?
13: Yeah, you play a lot of hockey games, you know.
0: Hockey's easy, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh but but seriously, you could not have thought if you were one and seven or one seven and one that it would only be uh what, eight, nine more games, we'll be right back in it. We'll be five hundred.
13: Why not? Uh I
0: I don't know. It's just like when Monty was saying publicly Every team has like a one seven stretch during the year. It's just that ours fell in the beginning. We were like, Yeah, okay. That's brave. That's a brave thing to say, but I don't know if I bought that it would turn around so quickly. What is the key to the turnaround, Tyler Sagan?
13: Um I mean it's hard to put on one thing. I guess I'd say aggression. How we uh how we kinda switched and how we were playing. We uh we changed up something in our neutral zone and that kinda Went through the whole the whole system, and it's more of an attack style. And we're going after teams, and um, we're seeing rewards because of it. You opened it up a little bit, eh? Uh, our style, yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I'm it sure. looks like it, but you, you, I think you just said something uh, somewhat interesting there. Yeah, I don't not that you, you don't me always me say stuff. things that are interesting. You always do, but you
13: know, well, you don't want, you don't want to give away too many of the tricks of the team, obviously publicly. But um, no, I mean, we're just we're we're attacking more. You know, I think there was more of a a safety style that we were playing early on um, as far as just, you know, staying above a guy in certain areas. And now we do that, but we're, we have more of an attack mentality, and uh, it's working.
0: Like, what was the room like when – because we all point to uh, you were down uh, after two periods to Minnesota at home, mm-hmm. and then you exploded in the third period Uh like were you all d were you pissed off? What what was the feeling like in between those periods?
13: Yeah, I mean I think there was there wasn't that much that needed to be said be said at that point, honestly, because the day before we had a long meeting, um, at first it was players only and at second the coaches came in after after we all talked amongst ourselves and the majority of the talk was our third periods and how we had been playing in the third periods and you know, sure enough, that next game, um the next night we're down three one going to the third. So I don't think there was much that needed to be said. And I don't think much was said before that period. I think we all knew, you know, it's time to to back up how we talk and how we just talked yesterday for thirty minutes to an hour and you know, sure enough I think we scored five goals that period.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's been a beautiful little run. We were worried. I was worried. Uh this is a uh you know Every every uh, time of year is a crucial time of year, I suppose, if you're not playing well. But uh, to get out of the gates like you guys did, uh, the urgency was high. Uh, stakes were high. Tempers were high. And uh, now, after s- your last eight games where you've won seven and six of them, the opponent has scored one goal or less. I guess one goal in each of those games. That, that's winning hockey. And, and so uh, a lot of things are starting to go right, and uh, now – and not that you guys can relax, but maybe some of us on the outside can uh can uh, chill out and watch hockey now.
13: Yeah, I don't I definitely don't think there's any relaxing going on now. And now I think it's about taking it to the next level. You know, you wanna be seven and one when the year starts, not uh one and seven and then playing catch up. So now it's just continuing to you know, establish our identity and what we know can win win hockey games and being consistent with that.
2: Okay, so I wanted to ask you. I, I wrote myself a note on uh, November first, so that was last Friday. I was watching the Stars play in Colorado, and it looked like uh, you had one of your most painful moments. Now you're a guy. You're a guy who's had some injuries, so I don't necessarily yeah. want you to rank uh, your pain. But uh, catching a puck like you did off the foot from uh, Zadorov out there at the point. That looked at that particular moment. You did not have a poker face. It looked like uh, it looked uh, very uncomfortable.
13: I guess I got to hide it better if you could see that from the TV. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it just uh, it actually hit my knee um, side of my MCL. And um, for anyone that plays hockey knows, there's no padding there, and it's just kind of your bone on the side. The padding covers the front, and I turned to uh, find my guy in box melt, and the puck just kind of hit me there. So um, definitely at that time. Not uh, not a
2: good feeling. Yeah, and and as we go through the season, we are reminded the physical toll that uh, you guys ask of yourselves. Uh, Klingberg, uh, you know, Ropey's been hurt, but uh, Klingberg on Tuesday night uh, had Mm -hmm. a couple instances, including a puck off the head. And uh, and and then that same uh, big uh, I assume Russian Zadorov. Most uh, Zadorovs are Russian. I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah. He he took out Klingberg with a, a check at the at the blue line. Uh, I, I I even heard uh, you uh, had to go see the doctor here recently. Uh, are you are you are you doing okay physically?
13: Yeah, you know, uh, call it bumps and bruises of the of the season. Everyone gets them, and um, you just try to manage it. But you know, I've always taken. Pride in not missing hockey games, and uh, you know it's been a couple of years for me now where I haven't missed one. So you know, looking to continue to do that.
2: Hey, congratulations on your photo shoot, by the way. I know it's a very rare thing, but uh, photos of Tyler Sagan surfaced uh, uh, modeling the the uh, Winter Classic jersey out there at the Cotton Bowl.
13: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for that. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> no rubber ducky this time.
13: Yeah, no rubber ducky no. this time. <laughs> no, they brought they brought it out, and I said, no, nah, it's just a one time thing, guys. Sorry. me
0: too do you regret the rubber ducky photo
13: not for a moment no awesome it was awesome it was awesome awesome. I I regret I regret not fighting them more to have this shoot at the end of August not the beginning of the summer so I could have a couple more LBs on me but we'll take it (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: recently Dirk read the lineup Mm -hmm. he had that bit where celebs will read the lineup sometimes Um, I was wondering who's the biggest celeb that's ever done that
13: Oh, I don't know. Um, well, Dirk's I mean, seven Jordan, feet tall.
0: Bad joke. Bob just said Dirk's seven feet tall as if he's the biggest, and I just uh, uh, alerted him that that was a bad joke, but he knew that. I going thought in. it was a great joke, to be honest.
10: It's a die joke. <laughs> Appropriate.
13: <laughs> yeah. No, he's, uh, he's definitely big. I mean, a couple of the Cowboys last year. Uh, George Bush early on this year. I mean, a lot of a lot of cool people have come.
0: All right, former presidents probably big. Uh, I was wondering though, where's the bottom? Like, where's the bar? How low is it? And is there a possibility we could get Bob to do it? Like when we're on your road trip? What about Dan?
13: Well, the um, the, the bar
0: would never go that low.
13: I think the I think the bar is everyone in the room needs to know who you are. So uh, I'm not sure some of the guys would know you by face. Maybe by voice, but face. Okay. Hey, the face not isn't exactly recognizable. Right?
2: Yeah, that's no. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair.
0: Think Heiskanen knows who Dirk is?
13: Yes, I think so. Yeah. I mean, we have to drive down the street now to go to our game. Yeah. Sure everyone knows Dirk kid.
0: That's true. Dirk's awesome. Mm-hmm. Tell us,
13: Dirk's yeah, awesome, people. Tyler. Tell I, tell I bet
0: Heiskanen didn't awesome. know who George Bush was. Uh maybe.
13: That's a good question. I don't know why you're picking on Miro, but he's a smart kid. He might have.
0: I'm just thinking of a real young foreign player who he certainly wouldn't know who bob was either so he'd he'd put you right there with george bush okay (laughs) so
2: uh man we don't have time to do this now i i really want to hold that article to next week
0: okay i want we want to talk to you about the board tyler the board tyler the board there was an article about the money on the board thing but we have to save it Uh, we need a couple uh,
2: minutes
13: there's an article about that we gotta hide that better
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you start
2: with taking pictures of the president and Dirk yeah, talking yeah, to the yeah. team. <laughs> and then behind him, there's in a front board. front of the whiteboard. But, but let's not do it now. <laughs> okay. Let's just say goodbye. You have an entire week, Tyler, to come up with an answer <laughs> that will not get you in trouble.
13: Okay. Sounds good. I'm going to be pretty quick correct. I feel like I'm on a mic so i'll I'll think of something all right
2: that's okay uh we uh we we've handled uh, more sensitive things than that over the years haven't we Uh, yes we
13: yes we have guys yes we have
2: all right off to canada you go keep it going and we'll visit with you again real soon we appreciate your time sir
13: all right thanks for having me guys
2: see you tyler that's tyler sagan right here on your home for hockey the ticket
5: Now for some homer call of the week. Like the aggressiveness, glad never stops. And he's thinking, "Uh uh-oh, I better be safe. And bottom line is, he's safe.
12: He just cannot get thrown out on that play.
7: Nice throw. I'm sure Young didn't expect him to be going on that play.
1: Aggressiveness.
2: Get ready, Dallas, as Sports Radio 1310, the ticket presents the Homer
3: Call of the Week. This is football. Listen to this crowd. They're all standing oh. up. Woo. I didn't mean to step on your brother, but I'll tell you what. I got excited. I'm left handers 3-1 pitch on the way. Swung on oh. and belted. Oh, the Olympia. <laughs> just missed the <laughs> second deck. Fly, fly, fly away. <laughs> I don't believe
6: it! You're a bunch of losers. It's it's you are a bunch of losers. It's just that it's terrible. Uh, here we go. Three-man rush. Oh! Oh! Yeah!
3: Oh my just waller! And the Light Downs Falcons will take over with the minute four left in this football game. They're going to win this football
0: game.
2: Oh, unbelievable. There it is. Tomer call. Here's Dan.
0: All right, listen closely to the following six play-by-play calls. Uh, vote for your favorite two at the end. One will move into the playoffs. And if one's good enough, uh, it could be a wild card. You never know. And I would like to lead off with this positioning statement Ooh. with all due respect to uh, Kevin Harlan. And his outstanding call of the cat on the field at Giant Stadium, we have decided to not include that just because I think all the shows here on the ticket have replayed it and we replayed it. And it would certainly be worthy to be included, but I didn't think it would be a winner this week. I think we got some good stuff. uh, So, all original stuff this week. Okay. So, stop writing your letter to the UIL. That's our statement. Let's start off with some baseball. The final play of the season, Bob. This is the Nationals play-by-play guy. Uh, They're actually down to the final strike. I believe it's a 3-2 count. Daniel Hudson is on the mound. Here is how the Washington fans heard it.
3: It'll be another 3-2 pitch to Michael Brantley. Hudson sets the kick in here it comes swing and a miss swing and a miss swing and a miss and a world series game seven winning curly is in the books The celebration is on! The Washington Nationals are the world champions! Remember where you are, so you remember where you are right now at 11.50 Eastern time. Remember where you are on October 30th, 2019, when the Washington Nationals finish the fight from the depths of a forgettable 19 and 31 start They have climbed to the top of baseball's highest peak, giving us all a finish to a season we will remember for the rest of our lives. The Nationals celebrate just behind the pitcher's mound. A world championship. Curly W is in the books. The Nationals down to nothing. Six unanswered runs. They beat the Astros 6-2. to They are the world champions of
0: baseball. Unbelievable. They have finished the fight. The fight is over. Finish the fight must be their T-shirt, right? Felt like that whole thing was on teleprompter. (laughs) I'm sure he was prepped, right? It's over prepping. Uh, Remember where you are so you remember where you are. I remember I was uh, watching the third quarter of Mavs... uh, (laughs) I'll never forget that moment <laughs> when Boy. I when I occasionally I saw the score the channel button. I saw the score watching billions. <laughs> I saw the score on my phone. Oh, the Astros lost. Hate to see it. They went back to it. <laughs> Let's go to a little high school football here from across the nation. This is in Missouri, where Julie lived for some time. I think.
4: Yep, four years.
0: Fort Zumwalt. High School versus Francis Howell. Uh, anyway, the thing to really listen to here, you know, whatever, they're up 14 nothing. You don't care about the game. It's, it's not like a game winner or anything. But it's a, a big touchdown, and I believe the color man steals a bit right in front of the play-by-play guy and makes it his own. Enjoy. Keeper by Payne. Goes to the outside, trying to find a hole. Now cuts to the near side. He's going to try and get around. He gets a block, trying to get back to the original line of scrimmage, but he gets through somehow. Cairo Payne to the far side. Makes a man miss. Stays
3: on
1: his feet, and he is gone. What a run by Cairo Payne. He made a Z all the way across the field. That's a trademark run. No flags. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs>
7: what a run by Cairo Page. Somebody uh, call Sports Center. I don't know how
5: much of that we're going to get on replay. but Wow. Uh,
7: what a run by Cairo.
15: Easily the best run of the year. And he saves that for senior day.
5: Oh, boy. That's something we're going to have to cut out and send over to Sports Center.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <What> I <is it? laughs> he stole a Sports Center line within 10 seconds hey. of him issuing yes, it. As I just said. And he's just gave him the. Yeah. Liked, I feel like young Bob might have been there. Good idea.
4: Woo.
5: Boy, that's something we're going to have to cut out and send over to Sports Center.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just yeah. kind of said that like two seconds ago, <laughs> yeah, young idiot.
4: Bob.
0: <laughs> uh, let's go to some NFL cuts. This one is San Fran versus Arizona. Some people, uh, it's an ill-fated triple play night. We had uh, on this play, George Kittle, who had earlier exited the game, comes back in. I guess he got a helmet to the knee, um, but he's a tough guy, Bob. Grown man. As the San Francisco announcers will let you know on this touchdown. Boy, give him a lot of credit for how that looked, and he's
14: out there trying to get it done. That dude's tough.
12: Now he's in the right slot, one-on-one with Buda Baker. What a matchup that is. Third down in 349, 49ers Kittle. Gonna run the end cut on Baker. Baker stumbled. Kittle made the catch. Kittle in the secondary
3: 10. Runs over a man. Touchdown San Francisco. What
2: can you say about George Kittle and his toughness and his mindset? That is unbelievable. Jimmy Garoppolo finds him on an end cut over the middle of the field. You were right. Buda Baker slipped and went down, but he had a chance to tackle George Kittle at
6: about the 10 yard line. Kittle tried to give him a stiff arm Ended up not hitting him with it, but basically threw him to the ground, ran right by him, and punches it in for six
1: points. This is epic,
12: tough guy stuff. He's not 100%. It was a one-on-one against Buda Baker. Baker slipped on the in-cut on the choice route by uh, Kittle, and then Baker got up, and George still stiff-armed him on the right shoulder pad, a left shoulder pad, and dropped him to the ground.
2: Kittle is old school. That's why we say that dude could play in any era. Tape an aspirin to it and go. And with the way that looked, how his knee was hyperextended—that's incredible.
12: Amazing. Got to pick up a lot of kittle corn tonight on Boone Halloween, Baker, don't you? Sit
2: down. Wow. Boo. There's a lot of other guys out there that here. definitely could play in the '60s, but he could. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> that's very lunch, Paley. You think? Very lunch, Paley. One more from the NFL. This is Kansas City and the Vikings. So at this point, we're tied at 23. The Kansas City kicker had already kicked a long field goal to uh, make it a tie game. And now they're going to bring him out again to try and win it. There's just a few seconds on the clock. A 44-yard attempt is what you're going to hear. And, oh, I think the play-by-play guy will make this a little bit about him as well.
12: When I see him before a
6: game, every time I'll tell him game winner, he just looked at me and winked. Before the game, this will be a 44 yarder to win it, tied at 23 with three seconds to go.
9: In my mind, it would be two game winners considering what he did to tie it up. He's right in the middle of the field. Will the Vikings
6: call timeout to freeze it? No, they will not. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up, and the kick is good. He got it. Butker got it, and the Chiefs have won the game in regulation. Harrison Butker. Game winner, Kansas City, and six and three
9: never felt so good. Simply put, two game winners to hit that long field goal beforehand, and then right there with the pressure on as time runs out, a walk off. I'm uh, loving that as well. A 44 yard field goal. You
0: got stuck, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you need. And uh, so if you throw, like, he went to
2: the pipe screensaver there for a moment.
0: If you throw a game-winning touchdown pass, but you threw a touchdown pass earlier in the game, would that? No, well, that's kind like of like two. Still don't get
2: two? No, no.
0: What if the one
14: uh, I threw earlier tied it? That's not a that's, game winner. Th- no, that's that's. Unfortunately, two. Oh. I'd like
0: to give you two here. Yeah, she but... has <laughs> four field goals on the game. I, I I consider that to be four game-winning field goals <laughs> because if you take any one of them away, loss. Did you win the yeah, game?
2: No. Yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> I guess, but no. Uh. Now a couple from college football. Not the ones we usually cover, though. Somehow we found Georgia Southern, who defeated Appalachian State. Ooh. Apparently Appalachian State's pretty good. Uh, and this is right after the final play. App State had a chance to uh, to win it, but uh, just couldn't do it. Georgia Southern holds on, and the play-by-play guy is very happy about that fact.
1: You can hear the yelling from the booth next door. Georgia Southern defeats number 20 Appalachian State, 24-21, for the first time in a dozen years, they have scaled the mountain and they have planted that GS flag. Taking down the highest ranked team in the history of the Sun Belt, App's winning streak, done. Home winning streak, done. In the last 15 games, one team has beaten App State, and Georgia Southern has done it twice. And you can bet your bottom dollar it is absolutely well with my soul in the shadow of Howard's knob. Close for comfort, you bet. A victory, absolutely.
0: I love listening to these colleges across the nation. They're just so mean. And you have, but you have no idea what – I guess people listening might have an idea of what that means to be in the shadow of Howard's knob. That feels like it could be dirty as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Roll
2: the, uh, you can call me out. Let's get out of here.
1: And you can bet your bottom dollar it is absolutely well with my soul in the shadow of Howard's knob.
2: (laughs) With my soul? Here comes Chevy Chase. With
15: Paul Simon. <laughs> so deep for a call of a football game, you what's that? It, it just sounds way too deep for like a call of a play.
14: <laughs> this is uh, bigger, Julie. Yeah, it sounds like it was written by George
0: R. R. Martin. <laughs> you just don't understand. <laughs> you can't talk about your soul. During you a just, football just you, you don't you understand what it means to be in the shadow of Howard's knob. <laughs> Do you think he understands that nobody outside the stadium cared at all that His, day? <laughs> knob is so big it casts a shadow. Uh, now we go finally, Armin, to Dartmouth. Oh, taking on Harvard. This is what they call a barn burner. Because I believe, uh, is it Uh-oh. six to three or is it tied at six? No, I think it's six to three. Yeah, so it's six to three at the end of the game. There's six seconds left. It's uh, second and ten. At the Harvard 43 for Dartmouth. So the guys are talking in the booth about whether you would be able to throw a pass, get out of bounds quickly with six seconds on the clock, and get yourself into good field goal range because you're just not in field goal range yet. Doable. That is what they're uh, discussing as uh, the play starts. Harvard sending a lot of men back deep here. Don't want to let anybody get behind them. That's the other option is throw it long and kill Mary and hope for the touchdown. See what they do here. Second and 10 from the 43 of Harvard. Dartmouth trailing by three.
1: No timeouts left. Six seconds to go, fourth quarter. Three wideouts to the right. Kyler takes the snap. He's quickly got to throw it. Rolling to his right. He's got to get rid of it, and he's going to keep it going. Now he's going to throw it deep. And he heaves it down the field, jump ball, deflected, good, good, touchdown,
3: touchdown, touchdown, Dartmouth, touchdown, unbelievable, unbelievable, I don't believe it, Dartmouth wins it on a Hail Mary, unbelievable, unreal, the miracle in Cambridge. Dartmouth wins, nine to six.
6: Unreal. A Hail Mary.
14: They had 40, They had, what was the ball? The, <laughs> the ball was short at
0: midfield. Dartmouth was trying to get um, the first down and hoped that they could spike it in time to kick a field goal. And Kyler almost got sacked, he escaped, ran around. <laughs> Threw the ball. Hail Mary.
14: Doug Foodie, speaking of Boston, 40 years ago.
0: And the ball is tipped in the end zone. I'm not sure who caught it. We'll find out.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> no time left on the clock.
0: Dartmouth wins it 9-6. to Okay. So I thought that's a good homer call, like, before the color guy started even talking. Like, I cut it off then. the first- you my first edit, right? Yes, and then yes. it'd be like a minute long. And yeah. I was like, but I got to keep that guy on there. He's just... He has nothing. He's the worst color analyst ever. He doesn't know who caught it. doesn't know where the play started from. Like, yes, if you have information he, uh, to pass along to the audience, we want to hear what you have to say. You have no answers doesn't for doesn't even us. know where they caught you it. You don't know where play. You don't know who caught it. Then and, he's like, well, speaking of Boston, uh, Doug Flutie. <laughs> he digresses. He wants through one. And he's kind of played around
4: Boston.
15: Made me so. uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> Stop. All right. Well, I think that one is awesome. Let's let the voting begin. Um, but there is a couple good ones in here today. You can vote for the uh, Nationals winning the World Series, Missouri high school football uh, with the Sports Center play, the San Francisco lunch pail for George Kittle, the Kansas City um, two game-winning field goals, really. <laughs> Georgia Southern uh, crowing about beating App State, which was uh, my soul really I'm, I'm bearing my soul here when i when i tell you about that and then dartmouth with a hail mary game winner against hated harvard bob be our leader yeah i
2: don't mean to cop out but uh dartmouth wins and uh georgia southern
0: wild card that feels kind of easy uh anyone want to disagree actually dilly dilly just get it going Works for me. Julie, Knock you want to get with me, okay? Knock on wood. All right, there you go. As usual, we'll just all follow Bob's lead. Uh, no, that's what uh, I just thought it would be. Dartmouth, the Homer Call winner, followed by Georgia Southern, and that's Week Nine of Homer Call of the Week.
2: Just hop on the sports bus, <laughs> young Bob. <vibe, laughs> <there. laughs> a lot of young Bob this
5: week. Bad Radio talks about Matthew McConaughey getting into Instagram.
4: Well,
0: you know what's mm. cool about. Mm -hmm. High school girls, Bob? What's that, Dan? You can get older, but then they stay the same age. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And uh, illustrating that this week, Matthew McConaughey got older, as he seems to do every year. Sure did. Didn't even tell us about it. Uh, He told us after the fact. He's 50. It's our amazing. leader, our wow. hero, is uh, is 50. And now let us celebrate by listening to Matthew McConaughey talk. Okay, so a big
2: part of this segment will be uh, Jake featuring new McConaughey audio, but I've been carrying this piece of uh, McConaughey audio since the second Saturday in October. You might know it as the Red River Shootout. And I felt if you were unaware of McConaughey's...
0: Is the one where he drove into the...
2: That That's not this.
0: ESPN said, okay. Certainly he but was on weekend? game
2: day. No, the LSU weekend he was on game day, right? Right.
0: Oh, all right, all right.
2: But, uh, all right. But I heard this and I'm like, son of a gun, this McConaughey is as synonymous with that school as pretty much any celebrity is with any school now. He's risen to these heights, and I want to just play you the audio that demonstrates the heights he's risen to from our friend Joel Klatt and the Red River shootout. Here it is.
4: Now
1: bounces it outside, throws on the move down the field, and incomplete. Hurts under pressure. Trace Sermon down the field, out of the backfield. And one of the things that I talked with Coach
10: Riley about with at length was that he, he's been trying to get Jalen Hurts to stay in the pocket and go through the progression. And when there's pressure, that's understandable. But one of the things he resorts to is running too early. And Lincoln's trying to get him to stay in there, read through the progression, get to the second, third, and fourth man in the progression in
1: order to find the completion. Third down at seven at the 38 hit as he throws it complete. That time, Texas bringing pressure. Aside, Hitting Hurts as he throws, and Oklahoma will punt it away. And here comes this pressure right up the middle.
10: Oklahoma's trying to run a screen on this left side. See the left side start to clear out. Hurts has got the blitz
2: right in his face, and he's trying to get back. All right, so you hearing that? You hearing what I was hearing? I, uh... I'm positive they've been doing this long before here, but I'll be honest, I watch like four Texas games a year, not 12 of them, and I had never picked up on that in the past, but uh, I'm definitely talking about the, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street stuff from McConaughey's character. Who's
0: doing that? The band?
2: The band was doing it. You didn't? Okay.
0: No, I didn't It pick might
2: that. be too hard to hear. I'm sorry. The here, Maybe if I'm looking for it, it. Here, now listen to the band. God.
1: Hitting Hurts as he throws, and Oklahoma will punt it away. And here comes this pressure right up the middle. Oklahoma's trying to run a screen
0: on this left side. See the left side start to clear out. Hurts has got the blitz right in his face. So they're imitating McConaughey?
2: They're absolutely imitating McConaughey. How long have they been doing this, Jake? Do you know this? Uh, I know... It- I know last year for sure, but I'm not
14: positive about it. I mean, that movie is what? 2013? Yeah. It feels like it just came out, but they've definitely been doing it a couple of years.
2: So then I win a... how pick up on he's this? He's the
0: minister of culture. That's hard to figure out. Because I so heard I
2: mean, it. I you, They kept playing it like every... Like, you know how the Oklahoma band plays uh, okay. Boomer Sooner? Well, after every big defensive play, all of a sudden you're hearing... da na da na da na na Da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. And all I can see is uh, McConaughey and uh, Leo and doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
12: -hmm. With a common denominator. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm so glad you've told me that because now I'm going to.
12: Keep it up with me. C-I-O-U-R. How the money comes in. The parade comes to town. Going down Broadway.
0: That's great. Oh, come on.
2: Come on. Don't ruin our nice time. Uh, he, was, he was on the Graham Norton show talking about that moment, and he was uh, so McConaughey with the story real fast. That's something
12: I'll do before scenes um, to relax myself, get my voice to drop. Um, I've been doing it for a while, but it's just something I do to relax myself, get out of my head um and i was doing it before the scene and then i'd start the scene we do five takes i'm happy martin's happy we're about to move on and before we moved on leonardo raises his hand he goes "Hey, hang, hang on a second he goes what's that thing you're doing before the scene and i told him and he goes what if you put that in the scene i was like yeah great so the next scene, i started it off then gave him my mark Hanna spiel and didn't know if it was going to come back and it hit me in my head i was like oh well now get him on the same rhythm because now he understands past the torch uh-huh. And then started
2: it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he think, said it wasn't even in the script. He just started being Matthew McConaughey and Leo. Same like, with
0: uh, all right, all right, all right. It's like, wait a minute, that yeah, stuff wasn't in the script.
2: You got to put that in the movie here. That's how it all happened.
0: It kind of
14: had a blue light feel to it. There, it really. Totally <laughs> right. He <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, asked me, "What's that? What's that? Hey, 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 hey what's that? Who's the guy what's with that? the watch? That's just blue light in uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. What's that?" the watch told the story of the walken. watch yeah christopher walken he's got his own uh, like walken has a way of telling a story yeah and you're uh, not sure if any of them are real yeah but and mcconaughey just has this cadence that it's like he's i it. thought he was telling the blue light story right there hey,
2: this guy walked up to me he just kind of looked at me yeah
11: what's that
0: what's that, what's uh, that? what do you got going on with that i said
2: so, so what do you got jake so he's 50. Well, to
14: celebrate his 50th birthday, he joined Instagram, because if there's ever been anything that was made for Matthew McConaughey, it's the self-obsession culture of Instagram. He has so far posted just an intro video and then one story. So we'll start with his intro video here, and it's got like those YouTube sort of jump cut things. I think you and I have talked about that before, Dan. Like whenever a YouTube star stops talking, they never pause and say, um, It just jumps right to the next thing they they were saying yeah
0: they cut out yeah they edit it weird over edited that's
14: kind of how it looks here's matthew mcconaughey's first foray into the waters of the Graham.
12: when people come to my page i want them to see see me um look this is my first venture into sharing myself and my views with the world and i'm a little bit nervous about it um because quite frankly I'm, i'm I'd like, I know I want to have a monologue, I'm not sure I want to have the dialogue. <laughs> but I've learned that you got to have the dialogue to have the monologue, just as you have to have a monologue to have the dialogue. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing who I am with you. I'm looking forward to seeing if, uh, if who I am translates, if what I want to share translates. If it tickles your funny bone, if it makes you think a second, if it makes your heart swell up a little bit. If it makes you take a quiet moment for a walk and go, I got to check in with the M and the E hopefully all those things let's have some fun with it though and let's let's again let's keep the high eye not the low eye high eye
0: okay yes so i'm on i'm in <laughs> i will now go to instagram why you'll hear it
2: are you selling us on instagram matt because you'll, we're kind of into it you'll
0: hear it I am and not. then you want to
14: take a walk and check in with the me <laughs> All right. With the ME. With the old ME. Keep the eyes high, (laughs) eyes high, not low. All
2: right. Here's how we're going to do Instagram, everybody. His first story, which is (laughs) like this has weird
14: cuts because they're only 15 seconds long and then they jump. And this is him sitting on a couch by himself. Take it away, Matt. (laughs)
12: Bu bo bo boom ba bum ba boom bo bo ba bum 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 t bum ba bum bum boom 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 bum bum bump bone on on bum ba bum on 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 bum bum bump bo do do bum 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 do do bum 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 I may not be willing, but uh capably able. Do I have an Instagram? Well I'd be a lot cooler if I did. But guess what? It is now a lot cooler because I do. All right, Instagram, let's do this. Let's get some howdies going. Howdy. And
2: there he goes. <laughs> that can't be real. That's like Saturday Night Live version of what Matthew McConaughey's Instagram would be, right? Bow, 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 bow. Is he singing Baby Shark? <laughs>
12: <laughs> do I have an Instagram? That's so perfect.
6: There you go. So
2: great.
14: We'll keep our eyes high. Not low, eyes high.
2: Uh, no. Oh, uh, no.
5: Now for some picks with friends.
2: And now, at quarter after two,
0: picks with friends here again. Dan. All right, I will welcome our friends onto the airwaves. Yeah, we're uh, doing our game picking for the week. Some triple plays, hopefully on the line. Uh, We bring on first, in order of importance to the station, that's what he told me, uh, George George Dunham.
4: (laughs) Got
9: that right. Hey, George. Football friends. Any, Let's talk to the man who is 16 and four over the last two weeks.
2: Oh, the red hot George Dunham.
9: Go. Um, pretty good. Two little weeks.
2: Um, <laughs> you get, get any emails from Norm recently?
9: <laughs> nope. He ought to. He ought to check with me, though.
0: Dude, no. I mean, What's I'm the, so happy that you believe, uh, or I guess you didn't believe my prank email, but I'm so happy Junior did.
9: Oh yeah, he he bought it. No, I went right out in the hallway and told Donovan and Saroy that they were huge jerks for doing that.
0: <laughs> I
2: wonder if Junior or George thought for a second. Let me check what time this was sent because it it had to have been twelve ten each day, right? Because that's what time we're oh, doing you it. You
9: know what? That's that's pretty smart. I didn't even think of that. I just thought, <laughs> okay, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's funny, but Norm would never send something like that.
0: No. No. Cheers.
9: Or, or Woody. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I thought
0: cheers would get you. <laughs> cheers. <laughs>
9: yeah, that's funny.
0: Uh, let's bring on Donovan. Here he is on uh, line 10. We have a lot of phone lines. Look at that. Hey, Donnie, do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember us earlier? Uh, I have yeah. to apologize, too. I listened to some of uh, my phone call to you guys, and my phone sounded terrible. I feel like I what had are computers doing, uh, phone. Uh, were you toothing? I was not toothing either, because I know that I hate when people tooth for our show. So
9: mm-hmm.
14: The Musers have Troy on all the time, though, so they're kind of used to it. A- so you got a bad hey, phone, too? Hey, hey. <laughs> it's gotten better. It was a one-week struggle. Yeah, one week, well, yeah, it was a one week struggle. he's
9: been on landline. He's been on landline the last three weeks. All
0: right, well, I'll blame Fernando <laughs> hey, you, for
2: not calling yeah. my landline. You win three Super yeah. Bowls, and you can call in any <laughs> well, way you want. Dang right. You know what I'm saying? And the Cobra—
0: saying is on the super-secret hotline, which we call the Buyer's Barricades Ticket Hotline. Ooh. Hey, Corby.
8: How we doing, everybody, friends? Donovan? Corby. Good.
4: How are you?
0: So as far as picks are going, we're picking games uh, all year long, and the uh, bet payoff is only for the loser. The winner gets pride. The loser gets to wear a full football uniform all week at the Super Bowl.
8: I like to call it a football outfit.
0: Okay. And... This thing is far from over. Corby was way, way behind early on, and uh, he was being a real little jerk about it all. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's tightened up quite a bit, so much so that you are only four games out of last place now. Yeah. You're four games behind me, Jake, and Jub. Jub, whose torrid two weeks has uh, vaulted him up into third place. I feel like... I'd like
8: to call it hard-charging, Jub. I'm closing. And isn't Bob, like, really sucking right now? Like, I'm right on his ass, too. Like, he's five ahead of me.
2: I feel like I want want to... Be like Chris Stops and go talk to the media right now about how badly I'm playing. Sports psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like look, I'm trying. Look, guys, no one wants to play better than I do right now. I'm trying, but you're uh, too hard on yourself. I just, uh, well,
0: yeah, but I just, I got to turn this around somehow. (laughs) And then the one guy we haven't mentioned, the guy who's just sitting back and laughing because he watches everybody way, way behind him. The great Donovan is unbelievable right now. Fifty and forty. He had an eight and two weekend. Oh. Oh. He uh, nailed his triple play once again. As he will. So you're 50 and 40. We played 90 games. Is computer on? So, so you guys had a drag race?
9: No, that's, that's my dog. Sorry. <laughs> that's your
0: dog?
8: Yeah, he has a water bottle that he's crunching on because, you know, he's a dog. I thought you were teaching him how to play dice. Why
0: don't you buy him like. Oh, <laughs> my. <laughs> Why don't you buy him a chew toy? Hey,
11: roll seven, buddy. Come on now. You just
0: throw him an old water bottle and that's his toy?
11: Well, if he grabs it, then we're just not going to take it away because,
0: you know, we
11: suck as parents. That's why we don't have
10: kids.
2: What's your dog's name? Basil. That's right. Basil. Well, for a second there, I'm like, man, I... I don't think it's uh... I think No, Wink dog died. Dog. I, you Ooh. thought it was Wink. Sorry, I a little, a little zombie dog was playing with something, and I
11: didn't... And <laughs> we oh, just sitting around accepting it, huh? <laughs> 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 little,
2: <Joe Stiles> little <laughs> pet cemetery a going on here or something. I don't know. Hey,
11: yeah, you've twist. seen horror movies. You know the first sight of something like that. I'm out this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. So,
0: Donovan, out of 90 games, Donovan has won 50. R.I.P. Second place is under 500. 43 that's you bob so any the only person who is better than 500 at picking games the great donovan we all bow down to you donovan
4: no, bob has
0: 43 i'm uh, out Jub, jake and i have 42 and then corby you are still in the rear with 38 but uh you are hard charging as well
9: thank you hey can i go first because i'm playing in a charity golf tournament at top golf and i need to get off
3: the phone
0: Sure, man. Jeez. Is this real?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: serious. Okay. Mark that. I guess, uh, yeah, whoa, you know.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa,
9: whoa. Guess. It's 30 what? degrees. It's 30 degrees. They got heaters at Topgolf. That's what's great about it. We're good. This is sketchy as hell.
8: Top Golf
0: is
9: so much be better than regular golf. golf. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry I'm giving back to charity today, Corby. What the hell are you doing? Jesus. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, All but right, Corby doesn't want to... you to go first, so I guess you can't.
9: Jub hot picks first? of the week.
0: Alright, go... so Get Jub the, uh, uh, we need the Cowboy the game. Cowboys. What's the Cowboys yeah. uh, spread? Cowboys by three over the Vikings.
9: Yeah, give me the Cowboys. Homer. Uh yeah, no doubt. Um I I like the Cowboys over the Vikings. Ha ha ha, yeah. Try that at top golf. And, and then from the big Ten – Give me Illinois in 14.5 at Michigan State as my triple play.
2: Good luck, George. Get it up and Thanks, down. Bob. Bye, hon.
9: Thanks. Love y'all.
2: Bye. <laughs> on, Gators. On, Gators. Gators.
9: Gators.
5: Try the nachos. Gators. 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 There's George
0: going off to uh, help School. charity. No Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Public place. (laughs) All right. Well, otherwise, we usually go first uh, to last so that we could, uh, you know, pick against Donovan or Bob or whoever. So, Donovan, you're up next.
11: I will take the Cowboys. Jeez. What a homer. And for my triple play, I will take Texas State over South Alabama. Texas State favored by seven and a half. Don't get it twisted. They will win and cover the screen. Mm. Give
14: me Texas eat, eat them up, Cats. Win it for Alexis.
8: Texas? anyone take him seriously? Because
0: <laughs> he has 50 wins. Yeah, that might be it. That's probably know. why.
8: I'm the only one over 500, so how about it's that? It's all, and well, the wagon. thing is, all it, the only thing this has to do with is your dumb triple play that you just guess on, and I hate it. I know. I hate you.
0: All right, Bob. <laughs> You're up. You want to go Thursday triple play? <laughs> no, I don't. Pretty excited and about And I tonight. don't think
2: I've won a triple play since about Labor Day, so it's time to get back where we belong, back on the winning track. We've got to do this. Put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And for my triple play, I will be taking this uh, little plucky – try-hard team known as the Dallas Cowboys, lane three against the Vikings mm. for a triple play. Not a problem, my friend. Seems like no one has seen the Amari news. Seems like no one has seen the Adam Thielen news.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exterminate I <it.
2: fight>, <laughs> uh, for uh, for my wild card just a single play but Atlanta
0: getting 13 in New Orleans. So there you go. Atlanta. All right. Uh you want to go Jake or you want me? I'll go. Okay. I'll go
14: down to the boulevard and uh I will take East or Eastern. I don't even really remember what they're called, Carolina. <laughs> 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 Uh they are getting twenty one and a half at SMU. Give me East Carolina on the road in Dallas. Plus twenty one and a half. And I will take the Vikings. Ooh. The run ends here.
0: Ooh. Uh I'm next. So I'm gonna take the Vikings only because I think uh it's the Mike Zimmer bowl. I think Mike Zimmer. Really wants to show the home crowd what they're missing with Mike Zimmer.
14: is he wearing the eye
0: patch? um and for my triple play, let me just try to repay Baker for what he did to me last week. so <laughs> Baker Mayfield <laughs> lost me
14: my big.
0: triple play make it big uh last week, so no, I'm now going to back the bills. Oh my God <laughs> wow. taking a page out of Bob's book. I'm going to triple play the team against my team. Boy. So the. uh, We have
2: stooped to reverse jinxing the Bills. The
0: Browns are favored by three. What have you seen to suggest the Browns are going to win a game by three? The haters. So give me the Buffalo Bills for my triple play. And behind us, uh, there's only one left. And that would be (laughs) Corby, who also loses his triple play every week like me. Look at him. I'm
8: going to go ahead and guarantee Ooh. that by this time, one week from today, I will be at least tied with one of you sons of bitches.
9: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
8: I don't know who is that your triple play. That's it.
2: That I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it> works. But- <laughs>
8: <laughs> Can I do that? Would that be legal? That would be awesome. But, uh, wouldn't make sense so i will take uh my triple play sitting there lonely at number nine in the country thinking that style points matter thinking that we have to kill everybody on our uh uh on our ledger the rest of the way the oklahoma sooners
2: (laughs) he's giving up no he's that scrappy
14: underdog he's going to the game and wants to be all invested he forgot to do his fix again
2: yeah
8: giving 13 and a half. Well, it's 14 and a half. What?
14: It's 14 and a half. Read your email, see, dummy.
8: See, this is bull crap. This is the way you guys cheat me every week.
2: No, this is how you try uh, to change the spread while we're not looking. you gribble.
8: Oklahoma giving 9 against Iowa State. <laughs> uh, all right, I don't care what it is. I'll take Oklahoma and then I'll take the Vikings.
2: I don't care what it is; is the best way to gamble ever. I love it. Damn right. All right. Well, way to go, guys! Thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, giving us the entire segment, both Donovan and Corby. We appreciate that.
11: Hey, it's what we do. We're not like Joe. Anytime, you know, golf Already over this bad radio show.
2: And thanks. I don't like it. We appreciate uh, Zombie Puppy uh, quieting down just a little bit in the background there. And we will visit with you guys next week.
4: Hey, roll a hard eight. Roll a hard eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: So there. Oh, black friends. There sticks with friends exclusively on the ticket.
5: Finally, the ticket 25th anniversary: the story of Regonk.
0: All right. It is very near two o'clock guess we're three and a half hours away from a Cowboys I'll pregame believe. show. And uh, it's time for another I'll ticket 25th anniversary roundtable where we talk about one of the things that were voted on by you, the P1, as one of the top 25 moments in ticket history. How about that, T.C.? Your little ticket. When you first joined the ticket as an intern, would you have ever thought, I will be on one of the top 25 moments in the station's history? History! Look at that. You're right there on the list with Gordo and Green Bay and uh, other things. (laughs) It will be difficult
2: to explain to the grandkids this legacy. But, you know, it's a legacy.
15: Uh, probably going to have to start with what's a radio station.
2: That's true. That's true. Coming but- through with the heat <laughs> early. And then what's
0: a computer? And what's a computer? Uh, if you don't know TC, TC um, has done so many things throughout the years here. He's a gentleman and a scholar. He started as our intern. Remained as an intern literally for years, right?
15: Uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Stuck around, ended up getting hired. What do you mean by yeah, yeah?
15: For uh, like, whenever it was like rounding into year three, and other interns would ask me, I'd be like, a couple months, you know, like. uh, But yeah, asking directly is it years? There's no way to fudge that answer. So uh, yes.
0: Yeah, you stuck around for years. Uh, Nowadays, I think they're a little tighter with the uh, not allowing slave labor. But uh, back then, um, it was pretty easy to slip through. And uh, yeah, TC did not get paid unless you consider the occasional lunch, uh, getting paid.
15: And the federal government tends not to.
2: Um,
0: (laughs) And paid in pasta. And dude, you did so well. Anyway, you were the greatest intern we ever had. Um, Then went on. What was your next thing? What was your first job here? Top 10. Okay, you're the ticket top 10 host following Chris House? No, uh, Jake was in between us.
15: Okay. Me and Chris House made a Jake sandwich. We were, TC and I were hired on the same day.
14: Really? Part-time in, I think, what, February of, like, what, TC, twenty, I think 2009. Okay.
0: So then uh, you left for Pensacola, Florida, to be the program director and uh, sports talk show host at a station. Indeed. Uh, When that didn't work out, and by the way, even when he was in Florida, he's contributing because when he was there is when he and I went and found the leprechaun. Absolutely. So you weren't trip. you weren't even working here and uh you contributed heavily. Then uh when that fell through, you came back and there happened to be a ticker opening and you ended up getting the uh the ticker job that Julie now holds. And then uh T
15: C Hey, how's it going? What's up?
0: And then you left for uh for other things, car stuff, driving. Uh, but during that ticker run is when Regonk happened. Indeed. and that's The ticker tease
15: era. That's an important note, right? Okay, so we don't do
0: ticker teases anymore? Is that what you're telling me?
15: <laughs> yeah, yesterday they, they eliminated them. Okay.
0: That's rude, Dan. Um,
2: well, please don't ask us specific questions about the formatics of things. It's been a lot of shows.
15: Greatest well, day of my life. I'm trying hard to be a better
0: teases. person. I'm trying to um, uh, maybe wash with a washcloth. Honestly, in the last five years, I've noticed to, a lot of changes. I'm trying to not stink <laughs> up the break room. I'm not cooking fish. I'm cooking my fake meat. Progress. And uh, one of the things I'm also trying to do is not eat on the air. So to do that, I've got to focus on eating during the breaks. So and I don't hear those ticker te- uh, teases. Sorry. Fair enough.
15: Your ears turn off when you eat. Um, <laughs> look, Julie. Just wondering. Okay, that's yes. fine.
0: We're going to focus on uh, the task at hand, which is the uh, 25th anniversary and uh, one of the top 25 moments, which is Regonk. So we had ticker teases, which means uh, you'd tease what's up on the ticker, then you'd play one more minute spots, and then you'd do the ticker that you uh, teased. And uh, everybody's really fired up about that. Yeah, apparently,
15: I mean, who would do turn away whenever you found out that am going to tell you
0: the Cowboys play tonight? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I th- I've, I think we're all about teasing, though, and uh, appointments and, and things. So, Indeed. um. Should we just play the audio yeah. and then start to look back at it and, well, and wonder what's, what's up?
2: Yeah, you should probably also remind people that at that time, the Cowboys had a linebacker named Rolando McClain. Would that be uh, a proper contextual fact for this uh, ticker tease? TC? Yes. Oh, okay.
15: I'm sorry. I was looking okay. at that. I didn't really and Rolando
14: I McClain, oft-injured. Possibly suspended, so it's important to know what his status is. Right. And now we go to the original tease. Yes.
15: I'm TC, Rolanda McLean, status, next. <laughs>
14: Boy, I hear something else every time, and I've heard it a million times.
0: So, yeah, he made a Gosh. funny sound. Do you remember if we said something that day? Uh, Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Like... You know, he just made some kind of funny little sound, and then uh, let's hear it again. <laughs> I'm TC Rolanda <laughs> McLean's Status next. <laughs> His exasperated give up of. <laughs> All right, I didn't notice that. Here, play it again. I'm TC Rolanda <laughs> McLean's Status he knows next. the second. <laughs>
14: So (laughs) who's
15: the uh, who's the brown that got fired today? Uh, uh, Jerome Whitehead. Whitehead? See, I'm I'm always confused by people like that. If if I'm doing a bad job tackling, I know I'm doing a bad job tackling, and I feel pretty bad about it. Right. Uh, I I you know if someone uh, was uh, was tweeting at me like uh, that's a bad one, I I probably wouldn't have threatened to kill them. I probably would have just uh, in my head said, yeah, it was pretty bad. So you knew
0: that was a bad job. You knew, oh man, I've done something. It's here on the ticket. Yes. this won't be the last I hear this can I play it one more time and then I have a
14: question for TC okay okay
15: I'm TC Rolanda McLean status next that's the sound of I know I've done a bad job (laughs) just to be clear (laughs) have you ever copped to what
14: it is that you were munching on
15: (laughs) yeah the 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 day I left I uh I, I gave a big reveal okay what's that I uh, didn't realize that Tease was coming up so soon and thought I had plenty of time to enjoy this bowl of oatmeal that I had.
2: <laughs> See, oatmeal, oatmeal was. Oatmeal mouth. Oat- so you had a little oatmeal on the mouth. Oatmeal yes. was the, uh, the, the Vegas favorite. Based on the, the oatmeal <laughs> purchases that you made over the course of time, you would buy in bulk. You would have a nice
15: Stash them in the corner. box of
2: envelopes there waiting for when you wanted your flavored oatmeal.
15: If you get the, uh, the big box off Amazon, I think it's like 20 cents a packet. That's pretty much free, free breakfast.
2: <laughs> so that you can do maple and brown sugar, the apple and then the strawberry?
15: I usually like, well, they, they've got the- uh, There's always
2: one flavor you never eat any of them. Absolutely, like peach. Uh, peach. banana was
15: mine. I, okay. I, I like peach, all right. They've got the uh, the fruit variety pack, and then they've okay. got the uh, like uh, the Dutch apple, cinnamon. Okay, sugar. Okay, that's
2: the one I go with.
15: Uh, yeah, I I would you know whenever you eat an oatmeal every single day for several years, you kind of want to switch up.
2: What, do you, you what do you what do you think you were going with that day?
15: Uh, if I recall correctly, it was uh, one of the uh, cinnamon sugar Dutch apple varieties. I don't okay. remember which one exactly. Okay, okay.
0: So what was in your mind? Like what? I could still taste it after you know? think <laughs> about when you said Regonk. Or, or some people say Urkel. Yeah. But Regonk is what ended up uh, catching fire. Um, what were you about to say? Were you just thinking Rolando? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was attempting to say Rolando,
15: but my mouth was full and there was no chance that it was coming out. Because
0: once you, <laughs> once you got that right, you didn't say Rolando first. You said I'm TC. So. Make it big. <laughs> <laughs> that was related to the uh the shock you know like it's
15: not just that i had a mouthful of oatmeal it's that i had a mouthful of oatmeal because i did not think that this was coming for several more minutes and so i i was not composed i was not ready to go in a lot of time with those teases even though it's a five second thing if i knew it was coming i would say it a couple times because i'm bad at speaking and i know that
2: so but, you, <laughs> you never considered though just regonking and then just cutting cutting bait and uh, ticker tease is over. Now play a spot
0: like just regonk is the whole tease. Yeah, I'm sure if you look, look through the Enco,
15: you can find that uh, I, I I moved to that model after regonk because I I didn't really like how that went. So,
0: <laughs> but you're a guy who doesn't give up, as we found out in today's open with the coughing ticker. Uh-huh. You uh, <laughs> Dude, you plow through. Byron Leftwich being
14: carried down the field by his offensive lineman. We're finishing you know, this
2: He's, he's as lunch paley as any uh, ticker guy we've ever had. He's if he sees something he's going to see it through
15: i mean uh, i don't a lot i think most people struggle to uh find the optimal decision when under a lot of pressure and i would say i'm certainly in that group
0: so what happened next was you could never predict it just the uh someone bought ragonk.com and created a website <laughs> they used an image you might not have been happy with um so many, and then nationally it be kind of became a thing. You I don't wanna know just, a lot of people who, who would be happy with it. Want to just
2: carry this over? Cause <laughs> I think we should carry this over. It, because it became a
0: national phenomenon that, in a way.
2: That four seconds or whatever that was somehow grew into...
0: It was at a Lakers halftime show?
2: A wildfire that uh, none of us could control once it had left this room.
14: It was written into an NBC cop
2: drama. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I forgot (laughs) about that. All right, well, the story (laughs) of the worldwide fingerprint of, or footprint of Regonk, next. Watch the levels here.
15: I was just so absent-minded my brain was out taking a spin maybe thinking of Irish football dreaming of those laser darts from Brady Quinn when it came time to tease the ticker (laughs) I was not ready yet to go and what came out my mouth instead was that word that we all now much too well know the ticket got regonked, and you're welcome <laughs> for what I said in a hasty ticker tease. Yes! You might have thought that Jub would win the e-break, but by now I believe you know it's me.
2: Yeah! All right.
15: I just hope I don't get fired.
2: It's 2-18. And please. This is the ticket's 25th Respect. anniversary uh, roundtable. Least I'm not like Featuring producer, our dear friend T.C. Fleming back, back for the second time in just a I few weeks you know on the airwaves that uh, that uh, he was on with us for so long. We had uh, such good times. And I think to properly put Ragonk in its frame and how things really got going it just followed the normal ticket recipe, right? And it's it's generally in the name of making many people laugh, often at one person's expense, and then made far, far bigger if you find out that the one person does not like it, right? And is that the simple schoolyard formula for about 22 of the 25 things on this ticket list.
0: Yeah, and that, he didn't like it for a long time, but then I feel like that song... It was healing. ...was a turning point for all of us. Like, you kind of embraced it. Did it actually it. heal, or just temporarily? Yeah, healed? now I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so after you said we play the, uh, if you're just tuning in, play at least uh, the origin again. Yes. We're I'm TC, Rolanda McLean, status, next. With the peach oatmeal or whatever. Uh,
15: <laughs>
2: you can hear the flavor of the oatmeal.
0: So then we started loving it. We we're, were saying Regonk and thought it was all funny. Then somehow Regonk.com started, where Saroy, I believe, or was it Austin? Yeah, it was Austin who started it, yeah.
2: What's the name of uh, their company? The Well Creative yeah, I think the well creative guys were listening to the ticket or doing their thing or just sitting over there playing lawn darts or whatever. And they started giggling about it and before long they decided to come up with an entire fake website to compliment.
0: Which I think still exists, but on a lesser form. It used to be uh a lot more fun because they had a crossword, they had a hangman.
4: A word search.
0: A word search. <laughs> All the words for it was only one word. Um <laughs>
14: Cufflinks. All with that one image that you right. learned how to draw like the Stussy S with six lines.
0: Yeah, so uh, Austin drew that image of Regonk, which was taken from like the most unflattering photo ever taken of TC. <laughs> from, a, from a low angle, whenever we were over
14: at Bob's house doing a podcast, we think we're all just being buddies, enjoying fruit drinks.
0: Yeah, don't don't
2: leave Bob. Don't trust Bob. Wait a He's minute. He's taking <laughs>
0: pictures of me asleep I, in an airport. Uh, well, no, that was to. Uh, I don't think it was his intent. That
2: was to intentionally uh, make you uh, look unflattering. With TC and Jake, they're doing they're setting up their equipment. I just snapped a photo and, and <laughs> said, "Let's let's uh, let's social media this thing and get the word out about this Chip Kelly argument we're about to have, probably."
0: Well, anyway, then that Chip Kelly episode. I think yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he, so he, he used that image. To make the image of, of, of Ergonk, which you could see. So that, I ran with it a bit too because, like in our local uh, softball, you know, my kids, kids' softball league, and now it's high school softball, they'll want, they'll say, uh, your business can advertise with us in the program or uh, in signs around the field. And so I consider it's it's kind of like a donation. They'll also just take parent donations. But I'm like, what if I can give a, a donation and I could just have some comedy for myself? So I always promote regonk.com. You see, I got this thing right here. This was outside of every softball game last year, along with the other well wishes for the softball kids.
15: This is why we need higher tax rates. You just got too much money, man.
0: <laughs> um, I'll put this out on Twitter, though. But I've also... I, sponsored little 6U teams or 8U teams with and
2: So the claim was you could draw TC with, what, seven lines? Like what was uh, – you, you had a specific claim on nine, h- nine. how easy it was to draw nine. TC. And
0: we would do it in the uh, – often around my house, we would do it in the the dirty back window, you know, where you usually write wash me mm-hmm. on your car, but you could do this, the regonk <laughs> symbol, very easily. But it it just spread – It spread huge. And I think Kid from Kid and Play was a big part of this. Yeah. He loved Ragonk. And is also
15: independently famous. Like, I'm sure there's people who liked it more than him, but they weren't famous. Right. So then
0: he could help it spread. Do we have audio of the first time he ever used that word? Like, he was in L.A., they were playing a halftime show at the Lakers game, I think. Do you have that?
3: That's right. Hola, hola. Y'all, we love y'all. We y'all love y'all. And for, for Bob and God. Dan and Donovan and Jake, we gone for life. God bless y'all in Jesus' name. God bless. Dan, <laughs> <laughs> James, give it up for the one and only. All right, that's
14: always been my favorite part is that. So play is very religious yell, and trying to spread God, the word. and God and Bob and Dan and Donovan, we're gone. <laughs> that.
0: Didn't even mention T C. <laughs> like let's say somebody at like the Staples
2: did. Center wanted to take some sort of action on what Kid was saying. What, so what are some, you supposed to do with half
0: the crowd was going to find God?
3: we We love y'all then for for bob and dan Dan and donovan and jake regonk for life god bless y'all in jesus name
0: (laughs) (laughs) and half the crowd was going to say let's regonk
2: regonk
14: for life he also whenever uh we went to some deal some party kid was throwing or emceeing or something the night before tc's wedding and kid was pretty faded and he pulled tc in real close with like I'm gonna give you some fatherly. Or like, I asked him if he had older any tips. brother. That's right. Your 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 relationship advice or oh, advice for the right. big day. And kid pulled him in real close. Just I'm sure. Just booze breath screamed regonk in DC's ear. We were all like, "That's that's it. That sets your <laughs> so advice. the night before he, your wedding. Yeah, he,
15: he was at a uh, one-word sentence
0: as part of the night. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we do you have the Jub audio? I do. Okay, because Jub really loved Vergonk. Uh he, he hopped right on board the train in, in helping it spread as he to, will. To
15: tie with an earlier segment, this was in London. Oh, Yeah. yeah. So, so Jub was went.
0: Oh, okay.
11: Now it was time for some real football. Who's who's he with? Uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon
0: Carr, excuse me. Yeah, okay, they're doing good. a cowboy interview.
11: All right. Yeah. Now it was time for some real football. Um, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a lot of uh What's the good word? What's the word I can use? Uh, regonk? Uh, it's not regonk, it's okay. something up. <laughs> <nothing laughs> give me a simple word, please. It's time to turn up a notch. <laughs> 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 What's, the oh. What's the word I can use? Uh, regonk? It's not
9: <laughs>
13: regonk, it's <Okay>. something up. Give me a simple word, please. Regonk
15: like there's no way he knows right no he just thinks it's a funny, it's a funny sounding word, it's a funny which, you know, word. fair enough.
2: like that's a horrible <laughs> horrible suggestion george no, not regonk no, no. it's uh no, it's, he had like kind a, of regonk a, but it almost <laughs> sound like vitae there for a moment then he got so
4: tickled <laughs> but um regonk
0: and then uh our friend vj boyd who's a uh a p1 grew up here decided to uh put everything in his backpack and head to hollywood he wanted to be a hollywood writer write for TV. Well, he got in. He got in the club. And then he was writing for an NBC show, like a real major network show, uh, starring Willie Mays Hayes, right? From uh, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It was called The Player. And this was a scene uh, viewed by millions of people. Yeah, it's his son. we got to let him try. Hey, Cassandra, when does the concert end?
6: It's an all-day festival, but based on Jake's music streaming activity, he's there to see the band Regonk,
7: whose set will be finished in a little over an hour. Suarez will be waiting. He'll take Jake out the
14: second he steps out of the...
0: <laughs> so Jake was booking a band right. called Regonk. Yeah. Yeah. That's something else? A band called Regonk.
3: He's there to see the band Regonk.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and there was a
0: poster
15: yeah there was. <laughs> I, I wish would... we could have got it on the good doctor, but what are you going to do
2: we We
0: tried oh my our gosh best. <laughs> um so then there was a rumor, so we know you were none too happy about this spreading, and you really didn't like the website, and you really didn't like the uh, image that they chose from all the images out there of you the cufflinks the most yeah, so they were selling like coffee mugs and cufflinks, anything with that regonk image on it cumberbuns socks, I think um it was one of those things where since i checked the website out a lot like for the next month or two all of my pop-up ads on the side of every article i read had tc's image on it now that's
15: true what was
2: their ad budget i don't know but it was amazing that somehow Uh, they took over like all the google ads
0: and oddly enough you never chose to capitalize on this in in our our own your own shirt empire
15: well, I did, but thanks.
0: Oh, you did. You yeah, we, you sold some.
15: I think we made a couple, Dan. Okay,
0: I thought you uh, avoided it on purpose.
15: No, no. You later embraced it. I, I I think it was within a couple, like a week of it happening that we had. Well, early
0: on, you did not embrace it because there was a rumor. Tell us if this is true that you threatened the Sorois with litigation for using your image. No.
15: I I do not feel like that was uh, accurately represented. I I let them know that uh you know I I. There's no pictures where I look good, Uh, so so the worst picture of me, like having that spread out there and like put on stuff, it's not what I like, you know, like inside, I I told them that it would would really mean a lot to me if they would knock it off and was just kind of going through the decision tree of like, uh, you know, pros and cons and it was like, well, you know, uh, this is certainly illegal. And that's all I said. Like, not that I am going to sue you. I did not obtain a lawyer. Like, you didn't send a cease and desist. Just thing? whatever, whatever. Considering is the an law action. Hawk moral. Didn't show up. No, no, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. i don't not like so. TC
2: doesn't know a lawyer.
15: <laughs> yeah, we uh, we we, we didn't have that close relationship back then, though.
14: And how did they take that uh, that that suggestion from their pal? <laughs> I mean, they uh,
15: <laughs> certainly didn't take it down, and then said that I threatened to sue them. So <laughs> yeah, I guess they're me. the ones
0: that started the rumor, huh? <laughs> But That's look how it's all turned out.
15: Whenever you're trying to decide whether or not you should do something, I think it's a relevant question to ask. Is it legal, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, what, what, how do you look back at this? And, uh, like, how often do you hear about it now? Because we still see there's still people that, well, there's a dude with a license plate. I was going
0: to say there's a couple there's of license a plates. A couple. There's like one versions. as R and then four Gonk, like, because they couldn't get the A, because Regonk is already yeah, gone. already has. I think it, yeah. there's a couple states. In fact, somebody tweeted us. I think from Florida, who got a Regonk license seen the plate. The Florida
14: one, yes. And then the uh, the the tire cover, which the, everyone has seen. Everyone in Dallas has seen on the street. Absolutely,
2: <laughs> uh, the, the college game day signs. The uh, I mean, isn't there like
0: a flag football team called Regonk Force, or is that your team? Uh, yeah. Team, yeah.
14: Okay. Lying dormant, but yeah, and. It, <laughs> The Tyler Sagan Regonk jersey that that the Stars gave us? Let me just suppose that maybe the league that we were playing in didn't have a lot of ticket listeners. And the confusion on everyone's faces whenever they were like, so it's Regonk? And what is this thing
0: on your jersey? (laughs) Part of the beauty of Regonk is people that don't get Regonk, right? Isn't that more fun? Like, yeah, you wouldn't. Like, it's me. more fun for me to advertise com to the uh, <laughs> softball community in Southlake. You know, you mentioned... no one knows when, what it is. You
2: mentioned the Tyler Sagan jersey, and I thought you were talking about the Stars 91 with Regonk and the nameplate. That's what I did mean. Well, I'm thinking our our Tyler Sagan Challenge jerseys. That oh, UI the blue ones. Jake all wore the blue ones with, with TC's likeness. <laughs> And I think Tyler went through that entire thing without I ever asking us whose face is on your jersey. <laughs>
15: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, it is still on a woman's skin. Oh, my oh, God. That's right. That's so at Ticketstock,
0: right. she got a jersey a, for it. Man. There's a girl to get one of those Tyler jerseys. She got a regonk tattoo, and she had Bob write it Which because she wanted it
15: I to have be in horrible Bob's Horrible
2: handwriting. handwriting. <laughs> Yeah,
15: I mean, you know, Bob's makes sense. He said it. She has, <laughs>
0: she has since expressed pretty deep regret
4: of it.
15: Yeah, her. I think it was about a month.
4: <laughs> that I heard
2: from her.
0: I think I told her at
2: the time this is a bad decision.
0: Wasn't she like nineteen? Like, oh, no, man, <laughs> uh, I want this for life. <laughs> well. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> Granted. Well, it's an easy word
14: to just sort of change into anything else in the English language. If she wants to.
2: <laughs> TC, you've contributed. Hey, thanks, man. In many, many ways. It's all we can all ask, right? But uh, this regonk thing, it has stain power.
0: Top 25. Honored to be in the top 25. In the history of the ticket.
2: Way to go, Chuck. You're the best. Congratulations on the Irish suri- surviving, by the way. Do or die driving. We did. You did.
5: Well, P1s, that's all for the podcast. This week can be a fun weekend. like that. We're ghosts.
4: I hear the clock
8: and
3: it's 6 a.m. I feel so far from where I've been. I've got my eggs, got my pancakes too. Got my maple syrup, everything but you. I break the yolks, I make a smiley face. Kind of like
8: it in my brand new place I wipe the spots off the mirror and don't leave my keys in the door
0: the never put wet
8: towels on the floor
3: anymore but dreams last for so long even after you're gone and I know I try. that you love me and soon you will see you were meant for me I buddy. I Told my mama she was out for a walk. Talk back sold a cup of coffee, but that some bitch wouldn't talk. Picked up the paper, it was more bad news. Rusty Greer was traded
4: for moist as but